Hello, good evening, and welcome to another edition of the Cantina Mickey's podcast, starting, I think, for the first time ever on time. So give ourselves a pat on the back for that. But we do want to uh, thank you for joining us. We're live on YouTube right now. Uh, you can listen to this podcast and other previous editions um, in the podcast center on iTunes and, of course, on Google Play as well. My name is John Jagu. Uh, very, very happy that you're with us this evening. Uh, have with us uh, our usual panel of guests, but they will slowly matriculate on in as we wanted to be sure that we came on on time this uh, this week and uh, right after the uh, Mexico-Ireland game. Uh, we do have uh, with us over in Kyle, Texas, which is about about 25 to 30 miles away from me, but it takes like an hour and a half to get there because of traffic and roads. Of course, I'm talking about Albert El Chiquis Campanabra, do you prefer Beto or Chiquis, or do you respond to both with equal alertness? Uh, either way, there's a, well, there's probably millions of Betos, but there's a Chiquis that's uh, announced as for uh, Univision, so that's sort of. Yeah, there was also a Chiquis that played uh, in the World Cup, too, so. Yeah, so that's, that's, that was the embarrassing, that's right. the embarrassing Chiquis. No, I, why is that embarrassing? He had a, anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit uh, a little bit uh, longer. We're great, good to have you on, uh, Chikis. Uh, thank you very, very much for doing all the technical stuff that you do for the show, so we do appreciate that. Will there be a number for us to call Chikis tonight? Yeah, I can set that up here in a minute. All right, so we will have uh, hopefully have a participation for you all, so please feel free to chat with us on the chat. I need to be better at looking at the chat. I'm always uh, more worried about looking at my board here, so I'll work on that. And, of course, uh, with us again out in Escondido, California, a man who, uh, let's face it, Chiquis enjoys way too much, way too many days of low humidity. Of course, we're talking about uh, Daniel Preciado. Dan, how are you? I'm doing good. Fun game. Glad to, glad to have you on with us, Dan. Now, Dan, I was uh, talking to Chiquis before we got on the air. I was in Los Angeles over the weekend. I went to the Mexico-Croatia match, met up with uh, one of our fellow cantineros, Joel. And when we came back from uh, when we came back from LA and landed in Austin, it was really, really early Monday morning. And we get off the plane, and the, the humidity just just it crushes us. It was awful, awful, demoralizing, huh? It was. Yeah, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie, it sucked. <laughs> and it actually was quite cool uh, while you were here, right? It was. It was 72 degrees. I felt really bad because uh, previous to the uh, my my uh, my trip out there on the Thursday before we left, we left on Friday. I was working an event at uh, at UT. It was the NCAA uh, regional uh, track meet, so it's like the qualifier for the national championship. So. They divide the country in half. They have an eastern region and a western region, and, and Texas, because it has such a, a great facility, uh, a facility large enough that can handle you know the, the amount of athletes uh, hosted about every three or four years. So we do the jumbotron stuff, and uh, the first day was all right. It was uh, it was kind of cloudy and coolish, so it wasn't it wasn't too terrible. It was in the eighties, but apparently uh, the day I was in LA, they had the humidity and the heat had gone up so bad that uh, that on the on the field itself, where a lot of the camera guys were, it was like one hundred and twenty degrees. And one of the guys I was working on that posted that picture on Facebook, and I felt I felt bad doing it, but I did it anyway. I, I, I at the Coliseum, as you know, they have a clock on the on one side of the of one of the end zones, I guess the the side with the columns, mm-hmm. and on the other side they have a, they have a thermometer, <laughs> and the thermometer said it was like barely seventy degrees. So I took a picture of that and sent it back to him. I said it's. I said I might I might need a jacket tonight, and he was. It's, a, it's a, and it's yeah, it's like it's an it's an ippy seventy. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it was, it, it was really, really, really pleasant. But uh, we're uh, glad to have both you guys on. Another Joel will be joining us a little later, and hopefully we'll hear from from, from Ronnie De Luna, who will be uh, joining us a little bit later as well. Hopefully they're listening. If they're not, uh, if they are not uh, going to participate uh, uh, at the moment. So great to have everybody uh, with us. Uh, we do have a lot to talk about. I was really hoping that Joel would get on because I was just uh, just going to go ahead and just give it to him as quickly as possible. But uh, I'm sure when he comes on, we'll uh, we'll alert the the listeners that that he is with us uh, with with his 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 Guadalajara alarm uh, before we get into the mexico stuff we should talk about that uh, that was uh i wouldn't necessarily say it was like the greatest game in history but it was it was it was a very impressive performance by chivas and uh, they they played a soccer game and i don't think tigres was expecting it and i think and then and and, and, and and toward the end what they ended up doing is just frustrating the hell out of tigres and 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 and, and take the title to one it was a a very impressive performance uh I wouldn't necessarily say that Tigres had a bad performance, but I think that the reason they had a bad performance is what Chivas was doing to them. Dan? I, ugh, I'm not. I think a lot of things. Well, I, I, I don't. I wouldn't disagree. Well, we should, I, I hope so. Chivas I hope played so. really well. I, I mean, not to take anything away from them. Um, I, I definitely deserving winners. I just uh, think that aside of them playing well, I think a lot of things lined up. Uh, to play along with your comet theme, your celestial theme, um, the stars aligned. I think to 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 allow they they had favorable draws for their first two rounds, and um, and then they also had some you know some favorable calls with the referees on, on the, in the in the final, and then also with Tigres, I think they have seen more clinical finishing in other games where I, I think that's uh like I said, I, I mean, you have to have luck to, to win the championship. So, but I, I think they, they had their, their fair share of it to, to get to that point. Um, again, not, not to, not to devalue what they actually did. Cause they, they stopped Tigres and nobody, nobody actually thought that was even after they managed to tie um, away. Nobody actually saw that, that happening and they still managed to. So kudos to them. I just think that a lot of things, Really, uh, were favorably favorably lined up for them. Now you're right. There were they. They didn't have uh, the toughest, at least uh, postseason schedule to get to the to get to where they got. I mean, they played Atlas. Um, you know, not necessarily the strongest team. Certainly not a, a Monterrey or an America or you know or, or, or even a Tigres. No disrespect to the many Atlas fans that that listen to the show. And in the semis, you know, Toluca, you know, they were about a top four team, so. But but to me, I think the biggest key of the, to Chivas' season more than anything else is is that they went through just a, just an absolutely abhorrent amount of injuries, and despite that, they were able to you know you know qualify for the Liga in third place. So you know they were able to maintain their position in the standings. I mean, it they, it, it afforded them home field of uh, the second leg at the Omni Life for everyone every round that they played, and. Uh, well, I think and we talked then, about part of that yeah. uh, going into the season was uh, their depth. You know, they they shelled out money. They had a they have a deep team. I mean, and it came in handy because they they could have easily seen themselves out of the league had a uh, had they not have someone to at least right keep them well, afloat. Well, I think that maybe what's what's what, you know what could be happening is I think the teams are starting to realize that you know whether we play 
in the Conca Champions or the Libertadores. We're, if we don't play in one of those two, we're playing in Copa MX. So they're going to play in a second tournament regardless, right? So why not, you know, if why, why not have a roster where you can do that? And obviously Chivas plan, and, and then they won both. They, you know, they won the Copa MX and they won the, the Liga MX title, their first title since 2006. By the way, I almost feel like 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 Bofo, he did retire this week. You know, he was waiting for Chivas to win. And then, you know, he retires and people will, you know, they won't remember any of the other stuff that he, remember Bofo. He was part of the, the last, the prior winning team, right? Yeah, he, he scored the winning goal. He scored the winning goal in Toluca. So, yeah, he absolutely was a part of that. But that that's a different story altogether. Chiquis, uh, you're a... You're a you're a, a, a Tigres fan occasionally. I'm sure you were a Tigres fan this weekend. Uh, what was, you know, from, from the Tigres perspective, you know, someone who, who, who would follow Tigres, how, how did you see the game play out? What, what were your impressions? Uh, I, I just thought it was really embarrassing for them because the hype was all on their side. And this goes to, uh, you know, like they're, they're coming in winning. I think their last game was like a 4-1, pretty much a goleada versus Chivas in the regular season. And so everyone was expecting similar um, results, but I think the Aquino disappearance, which a lot of Chivas fans, of course, um, credited that to the defense. Aquino sometimes will disappear, especially during, you know we've seen it during the national team. But uh, I think that happened a little bit, and then Aquino um, is a poor man's uh, Ramoncito. Yeah, and I think just the Chivas, it really worked out for them. Their speed and their hustle. Uh, Tigres has one Aquino and like a slow Gignac and a slow Guido and, and players like that. But Chivas has like 11 Aquinos just running around like crazy all over the right. place. Well, there, there, were, there were two things that I noticed uh, right out. You know, first, one of the reasons that, that, that Tigres had been doing so well over the past three or four games and just, you know, just being a juggernaut, I mean, beating good teams and, you know, and beating them handily. Um, uh, was the fact that Serrayan was, you know, he he was the 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 starting midfielder, and then for, I mean, bafflingly, Tuca didn't didn't play him in in, in to, to start the game. I'm not sure why he. I mean, I mean, it was, I mean, it was, it was, Tigres is struggling. He puts this guy in. They go on a rampage, and then he takes him out for the you know the most important game of the season. Just a very very bizarre decision uh, by Tuca. I didn't get a chance to hear what he had to say about it. Uh, well, they put the him in the game half though, right? They put them. They put. But I mean, geez, you know, the, you know, the damage was done. I mean, they were they 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 were playing uphill since what, like the minute, uh, like fifteen minutes into the game, they're already down one nothing. So, yeah, and that, he was putting everything at the end. He put uh, Alvarez in as well, Salarayan. So he was like, it was like the desperation. I think you mentioned in a in a tweet or something that they were just uh, looking. They were reminiscent of the national team. How they, you know, desperation tried to put everybody in. It, I think it even stemmed from the game before because I think in both matches the referee let the game go quite a bit, let 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 the physical play go on, and and it, it completely got them out of their game. They had they had zero response for the type of pressure that that, that Chivas and kudos to them again, man. They 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 managed to to put up that effort for nearly both like nearly ninety minutes in both games. Well, I think what uh, you know we always talk about guile <clears throat> as a you know, some teams just have more of it, and it seems like it's a sport where it's uh, it is it, it is it is a it is one of the more important intangibles. You know, how much more guile does a team have? And we we you know we were almost in agreement last week before the final. We thought that Tigres were the ones that had more of it. You know, because they were a more veteran team. They 
you know, that the, they've been, been winning, but it, but it turns out it was the other way around. I mean, and, and you're absolutely right. They, they totally took Deganus out of their game. I mean, Gignac was, uh, I mean, he was pressing as hard. I mean, it, it reminded me of, of Chicharito in 2013, just desperately trying to score. And, uh, it, uh, it he didn't wear it well at all, and and then Tigres did not wear that second half well at all. I know that they ended up getting that tying goal, but uh, they just they 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 ran out of patience. They were done. And, I mean, even in the second leg, I mean, they they went into that with the wrong mentality. I think uh, they 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 were looking for the penalty the entire game. They were uh, bitching about every single call that didn't go their way. And then, granted, there were things to bitch about, but they're not doing themselves any favors by just relying on that and expecting the, the calls to go their way. They, they, they kind of had to make things happen on their own. And um, the, the, the thing is, 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 is that Sosa, I mean, he, there was contact and he did go down. He didn't sell it. I think, you know, I think he, so. he, if, if he would have sold it, I think they would have gotten it. But he didn't sell it. I think, I think he took a dive, man. Cause I think he was falling and diving even before he got hit. And he was like out of control in the box there. Well, he was a little out of control, but he, there was definitely contact. I mean, there's no denying that, and it was contact. He wasn't dragging his back leg. I mean, he was. There was contact before he tried to. to, to didn't take didn't the Chivas player admit to it, saying that it was? What that there was contact? Yeah, I thought there. I, I could have sworn I, I, I read some quote, but maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> Of course, that's that signals that we do have a new member of the podcast that has joined. Of course, I'm talking about uh, LA's own Joel. Are you, are, you, are, you, are you still are you still floating or or yeah 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 se te bajó todo? No, it, I don't really float that much these days, John. Too heavy. Well, I'm not going to lie, you and I. I think I'm beating you uh, in, the, in the spare tire department. You know, I, I could. You know, you're 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 still on a compact. You know, I can. You know, I'm 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 close to you know having a combine spare tire on me. So, but uh, so you do so so not even just a little bit, or maybe just a you know, a little of a. Did you, let me just ask you a question. Did you go to bed with a smile on your face? Oh, that that did happen. It, it's going to keep happening uh, at least until the start of next season. Well, congratulations, Hoyt. I know that it was, uh, you know, for for the long-suffering Chivas fans, it. Uh, I'm sure it was a, a great uh, a great weekend uh, to celebrate for all of you guys, and, and deservedly so. It was a uh, it was an excellent effort. Uh, you know, they didn't. Uh, it wasn't handed to them. They went out and got it. And I'm sure, Hoyt, that uh, you probably uh, changed your mind on, uh, on on a few things as as that uh, trophy was was being handed out. I did, sir. I did. There was definitely a shift in some of my thoughts regarding uh, El Rebaño. Well, please, please. Does that mean are you softening on on Vergara as well? No, no, not 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 Vergara. More on more on Almeida. Uh, Vergara's Vergara, man. He's he's gonna keep doing what he knows how to do. Uh, same with Higuera. There's there's a lot of stuff going on back there that we don't know much about. Um, every now and then you you get to hear comments, which um, I heard one I heard one yesterday with with uh, La Volpe and he was talking about the influence that Pelaez had with the squad, but more on that later. So 
Yeah, no, no. With with Almeida, it, it is obvious that he he won over the group. Uh, they have a lot of confidence in him, and that's one of the things I did not factor in. Um, was that, you know, he he had the ability to to keep the squad motivated because this is a team that could have easily fallen apart. They had they had about nine games without being able to win, or, or one win in nine games, so something like that. But not not very promising. Uh, they were having a hard time scoring. So yeah, just going into a final, that that could be you know daunting. You know, so for the team to to still have to have that to be able to have that confidence and play the way they did, um, it you know a lot of credit goes to him. They did play a bit of um. I don't know if you guys saw it. They showed the back room when he's hyping up the team before they go out. No, no, I didn't get to see it. Was it? Uh, were you inspired? Did you go out and score a hat trick in your in your in your yeah, pub well, game? game? I did feel like going out, but the game had already passed. <laughs> they showed it like a day later. Was it like? Uh, was it like William? Like the first time you saw William Wallace speak to his troops, <laughs> Braveheart. Was yeah. It one of those? So I mean, <laughs> similar. Yeah, similar, similar. But he was just talking about how you know the, the fans were out there and they needed to to play for the fans and and. Everyone needed to sing the national anthem, and, and you know, it was just letting them know the importance of, of just especially playing at home. You know. Now, do you think, or do you agree with some of the commentating? Because I, I personally found it a little bit cringy on the significance of the victory, on on it sending a message to the rest of the league of saying that. Um, oh, because of the nine nine rule, the the yeah, so, it's going to turn well, into nine nine. Well, let's talk about that. Anyway. Joel and, and I think the rest was how 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 did we decide that if, if Chivas was going to compete with with this ten eight nine I think what, what what was it that they had to do? Well, they had to go out and, couple, and get the, the best Mexican players they could get, right? They need the Mexican yes. All Star team, pretty much. They need to get all the yeah, they, but they need to get Aquino and Jurgen Dam and anyone else who's who hasn't gone to Europe. But, on, <laughs> but, but you know what? That's that's part of it. The other part is, you know giving your players continuity, allowing them to develop because a lot of clubs are not doing that. And this is something that affected Chivas once they sold Tapatio, which was in, in the second division. And, and they were able to have up to like, what, 30 players, give or take. And well, a, a good core of at least 15 getting a lot of minutes. So when those guys went to first division, they were better prepared. Uh, which was the case with the 06 and some of the generations that followed. And I, don't, I don't mean 06 generation. I mean 06 squad and, and generations that followed. Uh, and then once they got rid of that, and then they were just loaning out players to like, Get even it if it was, yeah, or Dorados or, or um, Coras, it's, it's, it's like five players or 10, but they're not all getting playing time. Some of them play, you know, they're being used – Scarcely, so I mean, it's it's a big difference. Now, Joel, uh, before before we continue, I do think that we need to just have another little taste. Just just a little taste. Hold on. <laughs> well, see, right now I'm hoping um, that you, Armano, would join us. He was actually at the stadium. I'd yeah, like see, to hear yeah. a little bit of. Well, do we have that number ready, uh, Chickies? Yeah, I actually sent him an invite and I uh, tweeted the number out. So, 
you should be able to connect if you got it. Excuse me. Excellent. Well, hopefully, uh, uh, for you folks that are on the Twitter, you can see uh, Kiki sees a message there, and uh, he'll have a number posted on there for y'all to call. And then you all can discuss. Uh, we want to hear from you, Chivas fans, uh, Chivas haters, neutral fans, uh, pretty much anybody. We'd love to hear what you guys had to think of, uh, say about that particular match. Now, what do we say about Tigres? I mean, they, they were the team, uh, as uh, Chiki's pointed out. All the all the hype was on their side. They weren't, you know, the uh, they were starting to throw the 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 all time talk around Gignac and some of the other guys. And uh, they they lucked into uh, tying the game two two in Dere, uh, where I think they were outplayed in that game too, and uh, were thoroughly outplayed at, at the uh, at the zombie life. Is, uh, is is that more on the on the players, or is that was that on Tuca or both? I think you have to say you have to say both, but I think more has to go on Tuca just because of how many finals. Um... They've managed to lose. Well, you know, you know, I want to jump on that right now, but Tigres has surpassed the Cruz Azulada. Yeah, yeah, but 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 Tigres well, at least I, they I lose. Say, yeah, yeah, they'll win them. They'll they've win lost, some. They've lost, they've lost eight finals since two thousand. Tigres or, or Cruz Azul? Tigres. I yeah. think it gets nullified though. You could have like you could have twenty, but as long as they have that one compared to Cruz Azul's zero. Yeah. Well, the problem with Cruz I think Azul, that's where not that they were losing; it's they were losing in, in minuto noventa I mean, that's that's been <laughs> Cruz Azul's problem. It wasn't that they were you know losing finals; that they were just you know, just it was when they were losing them. And when you get a goalkeeper scoring on you in the last, like, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, but can, can we just can we just pretend uh, drop the pretense? I'm sorry that that, that Moises Munoz scored that goal. That was an autogol. Well, it deflected, though. Oh, come on. It deflected not at a 90-degree angle. <laughs> you I, know? I give him credit, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, but I mean, I know that people think that, oh, you know, for what, please, it was an autogol. I mean, he, was, he was heading it right to the hands of the goalie. The goalie, it was, it was so, as soft as, 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 as the toilet paper I bought today at the store. I mean, it was, and the, and the, the <laughs> other guy just kicked, he kicked it into the corner. There's, there's no way that that was going to be a uh, goal had it had it traveled uh, without being misdirected. That makes it even more uh, Cruz Azul. Oh, of course, yeah. It was it's it's, it's it, you're <laughs> right? It makes it even worse. There's no question. Yeah. But but you know the Americanistas or you know oh it was Moises it was Moises it was uh, you know and then, the, and then and then that guy goes and plays for for for, for Pumas for a few seasons. Actually, it was a pretty decent. Uh, Producing player now, Joel. The, the, the next, the, now the more pressing question, Joel, is that we've been here before, as you pointed out, with the, uh, with how their second division team went away. What, uh, how are they going to be able to keep the, uh, keep themselves in the hunt to get another one uh, before twenty twenty seven? No, no, I, I think the squad is is young enough. There, that's another thing. I don't know if you guys, um, if you guys talked about this earlier about. Uh, the age of Chiba squad, because one thing I was hearing about was it's a young team, but the average age of the players that were in the final is 28. So when, once we once we start seeing like what their age is individually, then you're not going to see Chivas as being a young team. 
No. Cota's 29. I don't, I don't think 30. Edwin Hernandez, uh, 30. Yeah, Pulido's uh, 26. Alani's 20, yeah, Alani's 28. The youngest is, is Orbelin at 21. Uh, Salcido, 37. So, I mean, the average age, give, give or take, is between 26, 27. Uh, it, it drops a little bit. It, that's only if, if you use some of the, you know, when you sub in, when you sub out some of the older players. But, but the main squad that was just, you know, the, the main team is about 26, 28. So I, I think it's a good age where, where they could follow it up with, with another campeonato. I think the biggest uh, probably hurdle for them is is the attrition that that, that may take that, that that may happen with with some of the players perhaps moving on to other teams to see how those players are replaced. Um, but but you know Dan, I, I don't see them moving to other teams. Chelsea should move, man. In, in Liga MX, um, and I, I don't really see that many offers coming from Europe. Get rid of Chelsea to another team. Because I would say two players. Um, I'd say two players probably have a decent shot at going, even maybe even this summer. Um, more so Orbelin, I would say. Orbelin, yeah, and especially because of his age, he's twenty-one. But some of the other guys, I mean, your Chivas, you you paid about what seventeen. I think Pizarro's been pretty impressive. I think Pizarro's yeah. impressive. Yeah, but if you're Chivas and if you paid seventeen million for him, even fifteen. You're not gonna sell him for less just because he's going to no. Europe. No, 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 absolutely. Right. One because, and not only because you're losing money, but also because you're not gonna find someone to replace him. You're just not. There's just no one right now that they could say we're gonna go and get him. Like as much as they're trying for Aquino, and, and Tigres is like we're not, we're not selling Aquino. Well, see, that, that's where I see some of those potential pitfalls because when that happens, and sometimes it, it could get into the player's head where. They may have that ambition, and but their price tag is just going to make things impossible for them. Well, which, <clears throat> I, know, I, it, I do it, think it that Pizarro, Pizarro is going to have to. I mean, he's going to have to be amazing, as 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 Juan said, for him to even have a chance to go anywhere. But but I'm not saying that he's settling, but 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 I think that he under he understands where he's playing. And I think that he. I mean, I, I've heard him in interviews. You know, of course, he could just be saying it just before I ask, but he. You know, he he under, he says, I want to be. You know, I've I've I followed Chivas my entire life. I want to be recognized as someone that made a difference in Chivas. So, you know, you know, there, you know, there's nothing wrong with. Sounds playing. like a man that knows his 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 limitations. Well, that's I'm the, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm yeah. kidding. That's me. I'm kidding. No, that, I agree with that though. But, there, but, <laughs> but, but I, I I don't think so though because I mean honestly I mean outside of, I mean are you I mean would you rather have glory playing for Chivas? Or have anonymity playing for uh, Getafe? Glory, like like the Borgettis and the Kikin Fonseca's in Europe are, are failures. I, I wouldn't do that, and that's that's my fear for like uh, a Pizarro that go. Well, I don't necessarily think they were failures. I, I think that they were failures where they played. I think they just made bad decisions. Well, they were. I so, think so, level, so that they were so they were set up to fail. They were at a level where they should have stayed. They weren't at that higher level to actually go to Europe and make an impact. Well, but see, I disagree, though, because, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, a player like Borghetti could have, I mean, if he plays somewhere that has, you know, a guy like Bonnie Ruiz giving him balls, that he's going to score, you know, 30 goals a season. But he just didn't have that where he was playing. And he actually scored at Bolton quite a bit for the amount of for the amount of minutes that he played. His biggest issue was the fact that he didn't know how to run. Right. And they, they expected him to, and I don't think... Um, 
you know, he was an older guy. By the time he went over there, he's like, I can't be chasing, chasing the ball. Not only that, but but uh, he also hated the cold. <laughs> uh, he, he said that you know, just it just it's just went anyway. But uh, I mean, he I, he would have been you know much better off going somewhere where they had players that that, that, could, that could take advantage of what he does best, and what he did best was you know score goals from inside the, the six yard box. I would agree though that that Bravo and uh, and Fonseca were were busts. Oh yeah, they were absolute busts. There's no question. But uh, but it, but it does. Uh, I mean, again, to me, to me, you know, something like like a, like a Pulido or a Pizarro, who you know, maybe Pizarro is at a point, but he's going to have to go. I mean, he's going to have to have just an unbelievably crazy good season for him to even merit that kind of consideration because the the Getafe's of the world aren't going to be paying twenty twenty five million for. Uh, for 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 a player like that, it's just not. Gonna yeah, he he's going to have to be the best player in the league in order to command right. that kind of money. Right, you're exactly right. Well, Guli just went over, and and I see that as a similar to Bravo and uh, Kikin type of thing. He's just there for a tourist for a vacation <laughs> and play soccer at the same time. Uh, I think that the Hulit's going. I mean, I really don't think that the. I mean, that the the Scottish league is. Uh, are they back in first division, by the way? Rangers. I'm not <laughs> sure if they are or not. But okay. regardless, I, I, you know, I, I just don't. I mean, there's like what six or seven teams or whatever it is. It's not that big. Uh, it, just, it just seems to me that, uh, you know, maybe if he's not getting, I guess if he's not getting playing time. And, uh, and Leon or for, for professor or wherever it is that he goes, then then maybe this is the best move for him. No, you know, you wish them, you wish them, the, you wish them all the luck in the world. You know, but of course, it, it, it's not a, you know, it's it's not an awe-inspiring uh, transfer. Yeah, believe me, I was, uh, you know, before the the ninth, the, two, the 2014 World Cup, I was, uh, I was a a, a full card carrying uh, hooded believer. I thought he was the, you know, I just, you know, I uh, I thought that man, we if we have a chance, you know, just. Let him well, you never play. know. They they may heed uh, may may heed heed your advice and just play him as a forward. Let's hope so. No, actually, I mean, you know, hopefully, hopefully things will work out for. Uh, then they're also uh, thinking about uh, sending La Lorena, which just cracks me up because I just yeah. I mean, I just <laughs> but you know, again, to me, it's like if you're not good enough for Liga MX, then maybe Scotland's a better league for you. Yeah, I would say it's a step down. So I mean. And it's a nice way to say that you're in Europe, kind of. Mm-hmm. Do people yeah, in Scotland you'll... consider themselves European? At least not anymore, I guess, right? No, no, they do. It's, <laughs> it's, it, 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 no, okay. they, they, they were, you know, they're, yeah, they, uh, well, they want oh, independence yeah, they from England so they can get uh, get back into the EU. But uh, that's right. Okay, okay one yeah. thing on the, uh, a couple of posts. Uh, on the uh, U.S. game with uh, the Yak incident where he left and he wore medals. And he goes back in and apparently a reporter was harassing him. Like, fake threw a water reporter and then got all that. You know, it's that again, uh, not wanting to, uh, not wanting to accept the, uh, the second place medal was pretty hilarious. Yeah, but you know what? That doesn't bother me. I've seen, they're just about every team. The minute they get that medal, they walk off the thing. They take it off. So that's not anything that I, I mean. Come on, 
the thing the thing that's messed up is, is Bonilla, he was like forcing it on their neck. He was like, You gotta do this. And I don't know what he was saying. I wish I could hear what, exactly what he was saying. Like, is it gonna be fines or you better do this or you know, represent your team? I thought it was stupid to insist on making him wear it and it, the whole ceremony is kind of stupid. I mean Well, yeah, it's 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 miserable. Here, here's your loser trophy. Yeah. I I, I don't see the point in it. You could easily hand those medals out in in the uh in on the, the bu- locker room, right on the bus on the way home. Send them, send them in the mail. You know, I mean, it, it's such a bitter, bitter moment for the players. I mean, I, I, it's, I, I think it's much a much ado about nothing that the, the, their reactions to being. I think know. I think they should stay out and at least clap the team and, and congratulate them and everything. But accepting being forced to accept the second place medal is is ridiculous, and for him to like forcefully put it around his neck, man, I would have pushed that dude. But uh, that, was, that was sort of funny. Even the commentators are saying, "Well, you know, if, if they're going to make him do it, they should just say, hey, listen, we're going to put it on your neck. You can take it off, but at least when we, you know, don't take it off until after you get off it, because we, you know, we got it. We got they, they, they just these these are the little things that uh, that that folks in leagues just don't uh, don't really think of. We got our special guest on. Hey, what's up, guys? Three go. Oh man, Rigo. Rigo. Good you evening. How, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Just have you? Uh, are you? Uh, are, are, are you back down from cloud nine, or are you still uh, waking up in the morning and? Uh, you know, I rewatch the highlights every day so far. I am uh, still on cloud nine. Uh, not as bad as I was uh, like Monday or like Sunday night. Were you at Chion Sunday night? No, I was I was extremely nervous. Not even when Salcido got it, when he got the trophy and he lifted it up, you didn't have a. I I, I got teary eyed. I was teary eyed before the game. I was teary eyed uh, when Polito scored the second goal, and I was teary eyed when the ref called the final whistle. Uh, but I didn't. I didn't. I didn't actually cry. I was just. I was too nervous to be honest. I uh, so. Everybody's like, did you, you know, did you get wasted? Did you get drunk uh, celebrating uh, or before the game, before you went into the game? <laughs> and I'm like, I, I couldn't. I, I just couldn't drink. Like, I was, we were, I got there. I showed up to the game like four hours early. We were just hanging out uh, because there was just tons of people. Uh, so we showed up early and it really hadn't hit me. We were actually sitting at a table and uh, Javier Aquino's girlfriend like just pulls up just this sits at the table with us. It's was she all, all, all decked out in her Tigres gear? She wasn't even in Tigres gear. She was like in regular gear. I didn't even know who she was, but one of my buddies that went with us is a Tigres fan. And uh, he's like, oh, that's Javier Aquino's girlfriend. And I'm like, why the hell is she chilling out here with like the regular people? Um, she took pictures with, with a bunch of the guys I was with. And uh, and then a little while later, she she left. Um, but we go, we, you know, we're just hanging out outside. There's a ton of stuff going on. I, I, I uh, met up with Tom Marshall, uh, who I had met when I went last time. Uh, so there was, there was, uh, some older players like, like Misael Espinosa was there. Um, yeah. What's his, what's the hair situation for, for Misael? Uh, uh, it's, it's minimal. It's minimal. Yeah. I mean, it's LeBron has a little bit is, more. Is he, is he owning it or is, or is he, uh, <laughs> no, no, pretending? He's, he's, no, he's, no, he's, 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 completely owned it 
completely owned him. All right. So he's, yeah, he's, 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 he's at, at first I thought at, at first I thought it was Charles Xavier, and then I got closer and I saw that it was Misadi Spinoza. What uh, about Bofo? Did, did you run into Bofo? No, I did not run into Bofo. Oh. He, he just retired today. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, Joel, did, did you did you did you did you pour some out for for for, for Bofo today? I haven't, but I need to. Are you going to? I think, see, that's what I was telling Dan. Chivas, the, <laughs> Bofo picked the perfect time to retire after Chivas' victory because now they'll they'll remember him fondly forever. Yeah, and they they asked him earlier on, uh, I don't know, what any uh, ESPN show, and he said that like his greatest memories, most finest memories was with playing with Chivas and winning the trophy in 06. Um, but yes, so so it didn't actually hit me that I was, you know, watching the final until I walked into the stadium, and all of a sudden I'm starting to feel like real weak, like my my legs are like really tired. Did I'm you throw really, up? I, I almost did. Well, yeah. I actually I actually had a, I actually had a full blown panic attack. Really? Uh, yes, and I had never experienced that until afterwards. It's a good thing that Javier Aquino's girlfriend was nearby. I'm sure <laughs> she was able to help you out. Well, well, when Pulido, when uh, no, no, when Pulido, when Gallito scores the, the second goal, I jump up to celebrate. I'm yelling, and all of a sudden, I get like tunnel vision, and the whole stadium goes quiet, just but just for me. Oh, so and, it was just like like in, in like in Saving Private Ryan. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it was just just like that. I, I felt like a, a real life Mr. Krabs me. Um, and my legs were starting to like give up, and I kind of held on to the back of my seat. And I sat down, and then I'm telling my friends, I'm like, that whatever just happened to me is is fucking crazy. Um, and I just I was I remember I was drinking a lot of water, like I I just I couldn't be like hydrated enough, but I couldn't drink beer. Uh, just very very nervous the whole game. So, so could it be that 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 when you realized that Chivas was going to win and they scored that second goal, that you felt a rip in the space time continuum for like, maybe you entered another dimension. I, I, it, that's what it felt like. Yeah. It felt like deep space nine. Like I was like going through a portal. I, right. I could see, I could see the portal in front of me. And then I felt like my legs were going to fall. And so I sat down. Well, there can only be one explanation. I mean, obviously that, that was the minute that, that the Chivas comet made its appearance. <laughs> that's exactly what it, what it felt like. That's exactly what it felt like. Like, like there was a like a portal in this in the stadium, um, and then and then after that it was just like a waiting game. Uh, the first half felt like it took forever. The second half went a lot quicker. But in the, when you're at the stadium after the regu- regulation time is up, they remove the clock for the stoppage time. So you have no idea. Like although you know that you know how how much time the ref gives, you have no idea when it's over. You know how many minutes are left, so it's just just being a nervous wreck that whole time. There was a guy, uh, another fan next to me, and we're both just looking at each other, like, "When is he going to end this? When is he going to end this?" Uh, and finally, the ref blows the whistle, and the whole stadium just erupts. And like, I've just never, I, I, I mean, I've been in like, you know, you go downtown to watch a soccer game for whoever it is. And, you know, this crowd is crazy, but I had never been in, a, in an environment like this where it's like 50,000 people all rooting for the same team uh, erupting at the same time. So you haven't good. been to a U.S.-Mexico final, huh? I'm kidding. No, no, I have not. No, I have <laughs> okay. not. But I am going to U.S.-Mexico in two weeks in Azteca. Awesome. 
So that that should be that should be a good match as well. Uh, yeah. But uh, I, 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 but I've never experienced a sporting event like this before, or the the euphoria that this brought with it. You know, it's funny you mentioned that about about feeling nervous and and and, and not really, you know. Um, and I'm I'm not sure how much you celebrated then, but I remember uh, when Texas played Michigan in the first Rose Bowl. Uh, I I went out to do the radio. I was producing the the, the Spanish radio broadcast for UT. And I and I, and I brought my 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 biggest Texas fan buddy. I said, "Listen, you know, you just find a way to get to California. You can stay with me, you know, because I know you're gonna somehow you'll manage to get a ticket to the game. I'm not worried about that. But you know, find a way you can you can stay, you know, where I'm staying. And so that's what happens. You know, he we, we that was. Uh, oh, well, you guys have way too many airports, which I'm very thankful for, but they're too far apart. I, I spent the entire <laughs> day going from airport to airport to airport to airport to airport in LA. They're all about two hours away from the stadium. Oh man, it was. Well, luckily, <laughs> luckily, it wasn't the day of the game. But I mean, we were just—it was just it was just constantly just driving around airports. You know, I had to go to LAX and Burbank and Ontario and uh, Orange County. It was—it was, it was crazy. But anyway, so the game happens. Texas wins at the last second. So it's kind of kind of like what you're describing because you don't really know if they're going to win or not until they blow the whistle. Last play yeah. of the game, the, the Texas side goes absolutely bananas. You know, we we were spent. We we're doing the radio broadcast, and my bud, who I thought was going to come back and just you know whoop it up the entire night, just falls dead asleep. We don't get him up till like seven a.m. the next morning. He sleeps like fourteen hours straight. Boom! It was uh, it was hilarious. He just he just was so spent because he was so nervous and so amped up about the game that that, that when it was over, the you know coming down was was so severe for him that he ended up just passing out. Did that did that happen to you? Yeah, we were just. I was exhausted. Like, everybody was like. Like my friends that I was with, I'm like, they're like, do you want to go to La Minerva? And I'm like, we have to get up at 3:45 to go to the airport to fly back. I'm like, I, I was like, to be honest, I, I don't, I don't even feel like going. I was like, I, all I wanted to do was go back to, to like our the house we were staying at, and watch like all the interviews, watch all of the post game stuff. That's all I wanted to do at that point because I was exhausted. We had, we had been out all day in the sun, and then like that whole experience was just re- really tiring. So what we did was we went to go eat, and then I, like I'm like, part of me still kind of wanted to go to La Minerva, like I because it was like it's gonna be like a one in a lifetime experience. Well, yeah, I mean and at that I, point you make the decision if we go to La Minerva, yeah. we're not gonna go to bed. So yeah, yeah. So I I talked to the Uber that we we, we were in, and he's like he's like it's gonna be crazy there. He's like there there, there was already like fifty to seventy thousand people already there watching the game before it ended. He's like, and now there's a hundred thousand plus. He's like, it's gonna be a mess to get in, a mess to get out. He's like, but it's up to you guys. I can take you. I was like, you know what? Just take us somewhere to eat, and then we'll go to our to our uh, apartment. And that's what we ended up doing. And then, like, I, I was still shot the whole next day because I had to wake up at three forty-five to go to the airport to fly back. Yeah. Um, but but uh, yeah, it was just it was. I was I felt like I felt like too drained to go and and party at Laminerva. Did uh, you see any of the the footage from the like the cameras that were? Yeah, yeah. So when it's I pretty when good we, stuff. When we got back, when we got back to the to the apartment, I was watching like Football Picante. I was watching the Fox show, whatever Fox Sports show they have, and they kept showing uh, aerials of the of Laminerva. It was it was it was amazing. Like all the people that were out there, uh, I saw on Twitter as well. There was like these these huge aerial shots and it just looked like so many people i mean Tr- trump would have probably would have been like it's huge huge crowds um well if trump would have seen but, it would have said it was oh there were three four million people there 
We sent ice over there. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, it was it was it was a very memorable experience. So uh, you, yeah. did you even get a chance at the airport the next day to get the 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 the, the, the papers? As, yes, as I, did, I, I did though. I did. Good. I did. I did. I got papers. I got like three of them. Um, and uh, I'm probably gonna. I'm, I'm trying. I'm gonna. I, I was actually looking today on Amazon on to buy like, some frames so I could frame them with, with my ticket and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, I actually I remembered because I was as I was going to go as I got to my gate, I was gonna sit down and there was like a half ripped newspaper there, like on the seat. Somebody had just left like a half ripped newspaper. And I'm like, oh shit! And I was like, where, I was like, I started running around the airport. Like, where can I find a newspaper? I had to find them. So yeah, that's then, a, very, that's always very important to have a an actual written record of of a, of, a, of, a, of, a, of an accomplishment like that. So glad yeah. that you were able to. Uh, no, it was to it, it was it was it was it was amazing. I mean, I have a bunch of videos. Uh, I'm putting it together like a little article because I write for FMF State of Mind. Uh, dot com. So I'm putting together a little article just on my experience, all the pictures that I took, uh, and just you know everything that took place that day, the stadium. Um, well, good. Uh, glad to hear that you had a that you had a good experience. And now you're saying you're going to Mexico City for uh, and, and was it next week, next Sunday? Yeah, next Sunday. I uh, fly next Friday uh, to watch the game. So I'm excited for that. Although I'm not excited, I. I, I I, I I know I know they're gonna win. I know Mexico's gonna win. I'm just not excited for watching Juan Carlos So I'm excited for that. Although I'm not excited. There is a delay or something like that. That was wrong. Yeah, it's because someone just uh, just hopped on. Oh okay. Um, yeah, I'm not excited to go watch Juan Carlos Osorio's teams play, but uh, I am excited to go watch Mexico. I've never been to Azteca. Um, and now that, like, now that I've been to, I've been to Jalisco, I've been to say, Chivas. Now I'm going to say, Azteca. Where are like you? Uh, where are you staying in Mexico City? In Polanco. Yeah, you're gonna want to get there early. <laughs> that, that's a that's a a bit it's of a far. Ways. Yeah, it's far. Yeah, I mean, we we. I mean, the game's pretty late. I think it's like at seven or something like that. So we'll probably we'll probably get there like try to get there like around four, just to see what the atmosphere is like outside the stadium before it starts. Uh, it's like it's about like ten of us that are going. Yeah, you're gonna want to get there a little earlier than that, or at least leave a little earlier than that. Really? Traffic, okay. traffic won't be that bad on a Sunday, though. I, I, when I went last time, it was during the week. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, so well, tra- traffic is always bad, Mexico City. Yeah, but but was it for a World Cup qualifying match? It was. And against the U.S. Okay, well, against the U.S. Well, it was versus Canada. Chiquis, I niveles, I niveles. Yeah, dude. That's a, that's a, that <laughs> me, man. Whenever when I, I I'm in you know indifferent with the Chivas uh, Tigres match, but I was wrestling that uh, that guy got his championship. But anyway, how is it? How is it getting out of there? Because like I mean, out of the getting out of the out of a Tigres Chivas match. Well, there's not really parking lots. I would say. I mean, there's some, but not. We parked in someone's garage. Yeah, they rented so. out. <laughs> Oh, okay. I mean, I was we were we were Ubering everywhere. Oh, yeah, that's easy. Uh, That'd be bad. Um, but but when to get out to, they weren't letting Ubers into the stadium, so we had to like walk like a mile. Right. Well, that's how it's going to be at the Azteca too. Okay. Yeah. We okay. A mile. Like we parked. It wasn't a mile away from the stadium, but we parked in someone's house, and it was about like a half a mile maybe. Okay. 
an Uber could probably get you a lot closer. Not in the stadium, but pretty close. I mean, I mean, Uber has like a whole station set up outside of SAOQS. Like, um, they have like the tent up with like a lounge and everything. You, they just they, they weren't allowed to get it to get into the stadium. Um, well, it's because they're not official sponsors yet. Well, so once they're also, official sponsors, then they'll they'll also, get that privilege. There's only one road in, one road out, really. Sale, yeah, that's, the Azteca is not like that. The Azteca is, is like a, is like a spider. It's like it's like the old okay. Astrodome. It just you know it just fans out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's not. So you will have. But again, there's gonna be 120,000 people down there. So it's uh it's twice as much as what fits into the uh, into the Estadio Chivas. Yeah, I had a coworker uh, who's actually Aztec- also going to the game. Aztec Stadium isn't that bad, John. When I was there for the 2005 uh, final between American and Tecos, I after after the press box, I went down down into the into the pitch uh, area. I just wanted to get some like some dirt and some grass, to get some momentum that I was there, uh, and I made it back to my you know. How much hotel. dirt? How much? How much dirt did you get? Uh, just a little can, just like a little like a little vase, mm-hmm. you know, type of uh, thing. Like you know, uh, I did that when the Astro when the Astro. When when they clinched the playoffs, what what year was it? Ninety six, ninety seven. We all invaded the pitch, you know. But uh, yeah. did you rip off a piece of astroturf from the Astrodome? No, no, I still prefer the old Astrodome. To be honest. You know, I, I I want them to not tear it. Like leave the leave, put apartments, whatever you want to do with it. But leave the leave the the outside the exoskeleton up. Mm-hmm. I think that would be badass if, if they could figure out a way to keep that keep that up because it's it's, it's it's such a unique shape. Yeah. But no, but uh, keep in mind that in 2005, the Astrodome was, or, or not Astrodome, the uh, Azteca was uh, bigger. They've, they've reduced it significantly since then. Yeah, I mean, so, it used to seat like over 100,000, and now it only seats 87. So, and one of the things that now that happened now at the, at the Azteca is that people, back then, they, they didn't have the uh, the restaurant. And uh, they I know that they also upgraded a lot of the uh the luxury suites and stuff like that. So a lot of people do stay at the stadium after the game, you know, and then the people from, you know, from Seoul and stuff like that, they, right. they're the ones that they leave first for the most part. But well, again, after the final in 2005, like I said, I, I didn't, I didn't, I think it took me like what, about an hour to get back to my, to my hotel, considering it was a final and there was a lot of people, you know, yeah, but, but it, was, uh, it was Tecos. I mean, come on, Tecos, really? No, nah, it didn't matter. It was Tecos. It was the fact that yeah, it was but my, my, the point is, my point is, if it's Cruz Azul, then there's a lot more people around the stadium, not just in the stadium. No, it was packed, dude. I'm yeah. telling you, it was it was packed. It was it was packed. But I mean, it must, it be, must be America Union de Curtidores playing the final if it's, if it's freaking Tecos. I mean, <laughs> but uh, no. no, but I, I I get I get it. I didn't I didn't feel like going to. Actually, the you know the Angel and stuff like that in Mexico City it was just like you know you're just so drained that you just want to go back with your friend. Well, I actually went to Mexico City by myself that 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 game or that that instance. So I just basically partied it up with the people at the hotel afterwards. You know, Ron, were you listening to this on the way back? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Not the Parchis version, Ron. No, I, I wasn't listening to that. Uh-huh. Cole, you were a Parchis fan, weren't you, when you were younger? Yes, sir, growing up. Yeah. 
I, I remember them bad. as well. I feel bad that I ruined parchis for you, Joel. I really do. Slight, slightly ruined. Yeah. So were you more upset that they were Spaniards or, the, or that they were America fans, Joel? I'm the America fan one. Okay. Well, the, the Chiquiti Boom girl was also a Spaniard, was, see, or is a Spaniard. Seeing them wearing the, the America jersey. Man. You know, Joel, I was thinking, yeah, we were we were just joking with you during the, the course of the season about, well, if Chivas wins, you should get the, we said the Pulido haircut, right? Or you said we sh- you, you should come on and sing Guadalajara. I don't, I don't have the pipes for that. Maybe Chivas Armando Rigo can... Can, uh, uh, I, I, can, I'm definitely can not. I'm, I'm definitely not a singer. Can rip one off? No, no, no. What I had for you. No. And the other one no. was you could you could wear the wear the, the take a picture of you wearing the Fiero headband, but 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 you denied that. So I think actually I think it can seem like that those are more punishments than than rewards, right? So I'm thinking, uh, I'll, I'll let you have I'll let you have a drop, you know, whatever drop you want on on the show. Just tell me what it is. I'll record it, and I'll hey. and, I'll, and I'll make I'll make I'll make that drop for you. Hey, hey, John. Yes. I, I, like I, have, a su- sorry, I have a suggestion. Sorry. Yes. For drop. There's a, there, there's a video of a guy who's sitting in a palco uh, screaming, like, Aquí no, es, aquí no es Monterrey, aquí no es Tijuana, aquí es Guadalajara. I don't know if you guys have seen it. I can, I can, I can send it to, your, to the account. Uh, and it's... It's. I, it gets me so emotional because he's. I was like, I wish, I wish I was sitting next to that guy, because he's just so full of like pride. I'm, I'm looking for it now on Twitter. Put it on the chat here if you see the chat thing. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll put it on the chat. Yeah. So Joel and uh, El Chivo Hermano, how? Because there's there's one thing that ha- tends to happen in in, in Liga Mexico football, is that when teams hit success. Everybody, at least within the organization, they want to hang the medals, you know, and, and, and basically there's a lot of egos start to, to happen, you know, there's too many egos. And the teams tend to suffer because of it. How long do you see Chivas success uh, occurring? Or like, when do you see them kind of like, you know, going downhill? You know, potential meltdown? What's that? Not potential, inevitable. Inevitable meltdown. Well, not inevitable because keep, keep, there's a difference between, you know, a cycle, meaning the players, they come up together and, and then, you know, because of age and injuries, uh, a new generation comes in. And, you know, that, and that's kind of happened with the Luca, you know, back in the late 90s, early 2000s. Now, there's, there's other cases where a team wins and within, you know, a season, two season – you know, the, the front office, the people, you know, the, 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 <laughs> the front office, they just start, you know, they just start fighting amongst themselves. I mean, hell, that even happened to America, you know, uh, way back when. No, keep going, Ron. We're listening. Um, no, so I'm listening. So how, knowing, knowing Bergara and knowing his past, what do you see of this team? Given, let's say, within next two, three years. Yeah, two, I give it two years. Two, I give two it. Years. I think in I think in two years, Almeida's gone. 
Not but, because he's not because he's fired. But the thing is, I, I mean, what what I hope is that Almeida sets up his predecessor. Uh, there's talks about him wanting uh, Salcido to join the coaching staff after he retires. Um, what kind of lessons would he teach? What kind of life lessons would you get from Salcido? I mean, I mean, the guy's been everywhere. He's been successful everywhere he's been. No, he's a. Uh... And he, warrior. He's been a great player. And he used to wash cars. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I think he has more merits to getting a call up than Rafa Marquez, because he still plays at he still plays at a higher level for a longer period of time on the field. If you if that's the reason, if you wanted a leader on the national team that's actually going to contribute on the field, Salcido could do it. So, so do you, do you guys think that Almeida will leave on his terms or because of the results just aren't there anymore? I think he'll leave on his terms. I think it'll be for the one of the national teams, whether it be Argentina or Mexico. Well, I, I think uh, from what we've seen, they already tried replacing him twice. They did? And, yes, sir, and, and it's on record. Um, not on record. To, well, yeah, actually, one of them is on record. Record um, mienta, eh? Record mienta. Didn't they have yeah, that hashtag? Record, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 but this is an interview. This is an interview with Victor Manuel Bucetich. And he said he was approached, but he didn't want to work because he says Bergara kicked him out of the. Bergara was one of the dudes that had him kicked out of the national team. So uh, but, did show was, up to, to Guadalajara with, with five this, suitcases full of clothes. This was because I mean, keep in mind uh, when you know when when um, when Almeida had his first full season, his first, the start of the season was rough. So out of the eight games, he he hadn't been able to win any. He only made like six points. They had fired Chepo for similar, who had only made seven points. But the end of the previous season had been just as bad. So I, I think this guy lost. Uh, I think it was Higuera who probably lost confidence. Was one of one of the two. And but, but, they, go ahead. Oh, you finish. What? Oh yeah. So that was one of the reasons they brought in um, Ordiales, Jaime Ordiales, because Jaime Ordiales was working at Querétaro and. He was a GM, and he had brought in um, Bucetich. And so they brought him over to Chivas to try to lure in Bucetich. And once that wasn't available, they, you know, he wasn't able to do it, so, so they fired him. They basically fired him. They said, well, we don't need the position anymore. Uh, and the other guy was Sampaoli, who said, I was approached, but I didn't want to take the job because, um, you know, because I'm good friends with Almeida and I just couldn't do that. But but it was it was obvious he wasn't going to take it just because some poly wanted, you know, he was waiting for a European offer. And so this was a little bit before they they gave uh they ended up giving Almeida that five year, a five year contract. <laughs> what's 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 <laughs> that? The there's no mystery. There's no mystery to this man. This is. <laughs> This is pretty obvious. Evidence of Higuera just wants a big name. Almeida wants a big enough name, and they wanted a bigger name, just like all the players. No, also I mean, I, don't I mean, he had to... but, but that also sounds a lot like Mexican, Mexican uh, uh, tabloid soccer news as well. No, no, but this is actual interviews with. This is an yeah, actual interview. But I mean, but uh, like actual interview was, was on, with some Oh, I mean, I, I, I mean, Sampaoli, Sampaoli, I wouldn't think he would lie. I mean, uh, Buse Beach, I could see him lying. Uh, but he, man, Buse has been there long, one of the most successful 
and, and you could tell he was salty that how they I think I think right now the plan at Chivas is to have Almeida set up set up a process where there is a predecessor for when he leaves. I think that's going to be part of the process now as well, because they know that it's inevitable that he's going to leave. And well, if he's if he's smart, he'll leave on his own terms. Because I mean, if you think about it, you know, right now with Piojo Herrera in America. You know, he he came in with the fans basically wanting him back. I mean, and that's when you have the fans wanting, you know, a, a coach back. You know, it basically it, it, you can basically almost ride your, your your own ticket for a while, and um, which 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 I think was which I think you know. Um, did you guys ever did, did you guys watch the uh, the press conference with uh, Piojo Herrera? You know, uh, when he the American America. press conference. Because yeah, they kept I, I asking, they kept asking, this. they kept asking him in, in like in two, three different ways about you know coming back to America the second time, and they were basically I don't know what stats the the uh, the reporters were using that you know when coaches go back to uh, to the team it never works out so well, and I'm thinking are you guys idiots? I mean Tuca, how many times has Tuca been with Tigres? Two, three times, and you know just off the top of my head, you know uh, what's his name um, Carrillo from. The first time he was with America, he was kicking ass, you know, when La Puente was having medical problems. And then the second time around, he went and, and he won the championship in 2005. So, I mean, I, I don't know where these guys are getting the stats. Why, why are we talking about America? I thought we were talking about Chile. No, I'm just saying, I'm just making the, I'm just making the reference that, uh, that you know, if I made this smart, he'll do, you know, he'll, he'll leave on his own terms. So, so he if, can come back? So, yeah, he can come back. But that means he will have to leave now. No. You have to just say, I'm out. No, no, for him to do that, uh, because I, I think like if he's waiting for the national team, Mex national, he's not getting the Argentina national team being in Mexico. That, that's just not going to happen. I think um, so. I mean, if you've been watching, if you've been watching, like they keep praising him all over Argentina, like Maradona that's true. was talking to him. On, on Maradona Fox, was talking. Fox. Yeah, you're right. Fox. You're right about that. They are praising uh, him in Argentina, and um, I was even surpri- that was even surprised they were considering Chivas. You know. No, but I mean, he's, is, but he's, is, he's, is one of those backhanded Argentine phrases we're saying. No, 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 no. They were, no, they, they, they were genuinely pra- praising Almeida yeah. and talking okay. about Chivas being a, a, in a, a positive way. Yeah. But, but, but if we look at the coaches they have, like a Gallardo, a Simeone, there's a few that are going to be rated above. But you wouldn't take a Simeone to coach Messi. You, you, why would you put a defensive coach to coach? Uh, uh, first of all, a team that's defi- like very deficient on defense and and very a very stacked up top. You, you'd yeah, want a, a good. You, you'd yeah. want you'd want you'd want a coach that that's good offensively. Um, you know the problem with Argentina is they're like they're like Derek and the Dominoes. There's there are too many guitarists on that team. But but uh, the thing is with um, too many good guitarists. Joel, Joel, keep in mind that the old guard, a lot of the old guard from the old AFA, they're de- they're dead or they're no longer around. Well, they like, must have been the, So the newer guys that are with AFA and stuff like that, they think they think you know well of the Mexican league and 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 and, and uh, you know. No, I agree. I agree. I just don't think they put it above their own league. So so whatever hot stuff they have right now. That's that's the first option. Yeah, the the, the thing if if, if I, I mean, mean what helps out with Argentina, it's not going to be via Guadalajara. It's going to be via somewhere else. 
what, what, what helps what helps Almeida out is that he brought up River Plate from second division. And then I think it was Bonfield. He brought them up from second division as well. So playing attractive soccer. Now he came to Mexico, went to championship. They're playing attractive soccer. So I think that is what is attractive to would be attractive to the AFA. What it was that he's well, done they, three they just times. hired San Pauli, so it's going to be a while. Yeah, I'd say they they played they were dynamic, but I wouldn't consider it attractive. You wouldn't, look, you, look, wouldn't look, you wouldn't consider Chivas attractive soccer. Not 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 no. I, I wouldn't. I, I think that the last. What would you, what do you what do you consider <laughs> attractive soccer then? Well, in in Liga MX, in Liga MX, the teams that I, the last two teams that I recall that played really well as as far as attractive soccer, free flowing. It was the, the Pachuca under under Mesa, which I was very shocked considering Mesa's more of a – I wouldn't say he's like a all-out, you know, but he had that team playing like clockwork, and they were offensive. They were passing. They were always – I mean, it was they, – they played very, very well. And I also think that that the, the, the America that Carrillo had on, on, in 2005 with, with Clever Boas, uh, Piojo, Cuauhtémoc, I think that team was also very attractive and playing attractive. So I'm, don't get me wrong; I'm not saying that they play better than they put bunker. I think they're just a dynamic team, and with their youth and, and their speed, you know, it, it makes for the good back and forth, which sometimes can be pleasing to the eye. I definitely think but, that Chivas has the ability to play like that, and I think that they, at times they did. But I think that the, the fact that they had as many like, injuries, they had injuries to the most important players that allow them to have that. So that, when those guys that, were playing, that, that, that they were terrific. That could very well be. That could very well be, John. But I mean, when you know, like. And, and 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 this coming from an Americanista, and you guys know this. I said I was actually rooting for Chivas to win, um, because you know you guys know that I. Yeah, but you, I, I you, you were you were doing it ironically. Well, not that not ironically. It's just I I hate the fact that you know there's what nine ten you know foreigners in in the league. I, I think that's just just too much. They're the lesser of two evils. Exactly, exactly, and that and that's why it's not that I, I I'm praising Chivas and stuff like that. It's just that look, these guys can win. You know, we can win. We'll, uh, with you know mostly Mexicans, like you know when Piojo Piojo Herrera won, well, yeah, uh, he was mostly Mexican. Mexican starting to realize is is that you know what the Mexican player isn't that bad, and he's actually valued pretty decently. So maybe we can actually start using these guys. Yeah, I sort of agree. Of, I agree with Ron because you can see Chivas as is a lot of hustle, a lot of youth running like crazy, sort of like the, the U.S. national team grit. And that, you yeah, know, uh, now well, I think you guys are saying that from the finals. Because in the finals, they were definitely playing a team that was a lot more talented. So they, they had to hustle a lot more. Uh, but I think if you watch them throughout the season, week in, week out, they're, they're a very dynamic team. And it is attractive soccer. Yeah, uh, as, but, as a neutral, I would have to agree with, uh, with, uh, with Rigo. Because I, um, I did watch a lot of Chivas games this year, and I did see them play that. Which is one of the reasons why I'm a big fan of Orbelin, because I thought he, was, he, he is the MVP for that team, uh, as far as I'm concerned. He held that team together. One, one thing that I rarely saw that I, that I think is really attractive soccer, and I sort of agree with Ron about the American Pachuca thing, but was today, and I know, Rigo, you were saying about the Osorio's teams, but there was a se- uh, sequence in today's uh, national team game where they were just doing like tiki-taka stuff and almost had a chance at a goal, and I forget who That first it. half was actually quite pretty. Yeah, that was really attractive soccer for, for a little while there. And this one segment, they were just like playing with them. So that's the sort you of... Know- no, it, it, and, and you're right. Like, like I, was, I was watching the first half, and I remember I'm, I'm texting with one of my friends, and I'm like, we're, we're both like, you know what? This isn't half bad. Like, I mean, I only watched part of the Croatia game, um, but we're both like, this isn't half bad for an Asodio team. Um, 
so yeah, I, I agree. The, I mean, the only thing is like it's like the level of competition that you're playing against, like um, which that's the concerning part I feel with Osorio, is like this stuff. This kind of stuff happens when you're playing against these teams that are just not that don't have the talent that you do uh, on on their end, um, and maybe tactically they're not as their coach isn't as good as. I mean, I'm not going to say Osorio is good tactically, but the the Irish coach might not have been you know tactically good because uh, everybody knows that if you want to beat Osorio's Mexico team, you just go press them really high, and that that, that gives them trouble. Um, but no, they they did they did look good for for a, a good sequence and for a good, I'd say for a good like twenty twenty five minutes they looked really really good. I think I think that's the same sentiment that we've been we've been having for a while on Osorio, like what you just said about about how to beat them. About you know that he 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 does good and Mexico has been doing good against uh, lesser level teams. He hasn't really. Oh, yeah. Anytime he gets I, a good match, it's a, you know it's a Chile. Like to me, to wait, me, that's to me, that's a little bit unfair though. Keep, keep yeah, in that's, mind, that's, that's not true. Keep, keep in mind me, that, that that there's been two matches where there's been a a, a, a significant. Uh, hold on, pops. Giovanni. Bring it, y'all criticize the studio. Dan, Dan, bring down the hammer. Yeah, yeah. Can you do? You swell commando, dude. My thing was last year when they had the streak. The streak was a bit of a was to me was a bit of a of a farce. It was BS. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it was it was a farce. And then once we got to once we got to the Gold Cup, the the Chile game was just. A, it was build up from other games, the Jamaica game, where Jamaica was pressing them really high. Jamaica just didn't have the talent that Chile does. Um, and then, you know, Juan Carlos Osorio gets a lot of praise for his pre-game adjustments. Yet in that game against Chile, he was not able to adjust mid-game. And that's the stuff we just haven't been able to see again because Mexico plays a lot of inferior competition. And they play, and they're also uh, the, the squad is just a lot more talented than most of the teams they play against. I think we're going to have a much more better gauge of where they really are, what kind of team they really are, is after this summer. Yeah, definitely. I think then we can. I think then making an honest, uh, an honest appraisal of, of, of what he's what he's what he's accomplished or not accomplished could be could be fairly judged because. Judging them off, what if we're looking at Copa America, the only real match there, because we're going to completely discount everything in Concacaf, including the U.S. So it basically just means Uruguay and and Chile. So I mean, it wasn't the greatest performance against Uruguay, but they did win, and and we know what happened in Chile with Chile. So it's just uh, so it's just I think it's too smart too small a sample size to, to really say one way or another whether or not he's, he's going to be able to hack it. But you know we have to take for what it's worth today. I think today was you know some positive sign. A positive Couple sign. of things. Okay, so I, I look at this team where they are at this point in their in the in the process compared to 2013, and, and the biggest difference is is that they are that they are not playing with the ridiculous amounts of pressure that they had in 2013, where they just they they they, they just over they overcook themselves with pressure. These guys are a much looser group. Obviously, they have a couple of huge games coming up, which I've been Is saying too much? all along are the most important games of the year. It'll, it'll determine how things move on from here until... 
Do you think it's too much to say that Carlos Vela is the main difference? I think it's it's him and it's uh, Jonathan both. Um, I think I think it also is I think it also is Guardado where they moved him to. He used to be he used to be a winger, and around 2013 he just wasn't cutting it as a winger anymore. Man, he's getting and, the ball. He's, he's and, lost. And it yeah, and when they moved him more into the center into a center centered role, he kind of found himself again. Um, and I think him like he is he's very key in the in in the offense when he's playing in the middle. You know, he's uh, a he's a classic player that you see you know you see their career where they start off like you said as wingers. Yeah, and then they just move back and back and back and back, and then he he probably end up being, uh, you know, a a, a, a much more defensive uh, midfielder by the time he's done than anything else. Yeah, I, I think I think, I think right now he'd, he'd be a great out. defensive midfielder. Yeah, up to the point where he could play central at one point if he wasn't you know six four. You know, he he probably yeah. would. But hey, we got a caller. Shut your mouth. We have a caller. Who who's who's on the line? Who who's graced us with their with their presence this evening? Thank you very much. Uh, this is Ray from Milwaukee. Ray from Milwaukee. First time, long time. I was just, and uh, what I don't understand is why why are they choosing to play these friendlies across country? They went out here and they played. They made their European players go all the way to California and Los Angeles, and then fly them all the way back to the East Coast to play a meaningless game against Ireland. And then if you look what the United States is doing to prep. For this, uh, for this uh, game at Azteca, they're playing all three of their games in altitude in the, to uh, prepare. And it seems to me, it reminds me of uh, when Oscar De La Hoya was uh, fighting against Manny Pacquiao, and he was there, he was uh, sparring with Mario Lopez. <laughs> That's funny. Because, because, because Mexicans I'm... will show up to anywhere where there's a team playing with green shirts. And the federation knows that, so they will schedule in wherever they can that has a big stadium, and they're going to fill it up regardless. It's all it's all just a money grab. I think you see. I think another way of looking at it is um, like Rocky Three, where uh, U.S. is Clubber Lang, and Rocky and Mexico's like well like training now, in the glitz. Now, now hang on here. Let's let's not pretend that Mexico did just spend the, this uh, this entire week in Denver. So it wasn't like no, Mexico they was a train at altitude too. Yeah, they were they were training in Denver. In Denver. Yeah. So well, with the uh, new formation of the uh, the, uh, the the union that uh, Salcido and Chaco and uh, Rafa Marcos Rafa. Cre- uh, created, who knows? They may they may have a say in uh, in where they play, when they play, how they play. But uh, I, I, for one, I for one am, am against the, the union. But uh, I, that could I that know, could be. More, What's that? I got more thing to say about these friendlies of making money, and I know like the, it pisses off the U.S. fans because they go out here and they, the Mexican national team makes a lot of money off of. But you know they're making a lot of money off the Mexican national. Yeah, about to say I don't think the U.S. Yeah, the U.S. makes makes a nice. Cut yeah, out. They get a good cut out of the steel too. Yeah, the U.S. the U.S. Soccer Federation they take a cut out of out of the uh, out of the gate out of the gate. So I mean they're they're laughing all the way to the bank. So it benefits them. It benefits the the Mexican League Federation. Keep in mind that you know the, the money that the the Mexican Federation uh, what they make what they generate 
this was what I'm using 2006 numbers. They were generating over a hundred million dollars in a four year cycle. And that's the, and that money was being used to finance all the youth, all the building development, uh, all the infrastructure. Um, keep in mind, they just, they just built this, uh, really nice complex, you know, outside of, uh, Toluca. So the Mexican Federation, you know, they had their, uh, uh, their headquarters in Colonia Roma, Mexico City. They know. I think they already sold that place, if I'm not mistaken. And they uh, have you guys seen that new uh, installation over there? With the Luca guys. Where is it out? Is it out towards Santa Fe? Or like I just passed Santa Fe. Is it like way out? Ah, uh, no, it's uh, it's in uh, it's by Toluca, Estado de Mexico. It's uh, it's, it's got to be in between. It's got to be in between Toluca and Santa Fe. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's okay. it's really nice, dude. It's, it's well, that's pretty... where. Yeah, that's where Mexico City has migrated yeah yeah so it, it's really real my biggest question is my biggest question is where is that money going is that money going back into the community which where it's coming from here in the united states how much money they're sitting on a hundred million dollar surplus well, well, it's, where's all that money going well, well, i mean keep, i mean keep in mind keep in mind you have you have 2017 the under under seven teams have won two world cups the under twenty three have won uh, an Olympics. The U under twenties have done fairly well in the World Cup. So I mean, you're obviously seeing uh, they, they've also won the Toulon tournament in, in France. You know, in, in, within the past you know twelve years or so. So I mean, they they've invested heavily in infrastructure. Uh, I don't think anybody can deny that. So uh, I think uh, the problem you know, the I, problem is when the, when it's when it's the development of these players when they get to the senior level. But that's, you know, that's, that's, but they've been consistent. They've been consistent. No other, t- with the exception of Brazil, and and, and with the exception of Brazil, and and and, uh, and uh, uh, Germany, there's no other team that has advanced past the knockout stages in the last six, seven World Cups. Only Mexico, only Mexico, and those other two teams. So I mean, they've been consistent. But the the thing with their youth, yeah, is, you know their youth, their youth makes their youth. Their youth systems get players to go across, you know, across the ocean. Look, there's no you can't compare any country to Brazil, yeah. because they had they they export 2,700 players worldwide. I mean, it's it's a, it's much more of an industry to them than it is anything else. Yeah, for yeah, for them it is. For Mexico, yeah. it really isn't. They don't right. you know, because of the money that they Mexico pay. imports play. They they're they're importers league, so they're not going to put that much emphasis on the youth. I I, I would compare Mexico the Mexican. Mexican national team to like the English national team where we have the same, we have the same problem where our domestic league makes so much money and they're kind of forced to bring in, uh, you know, extranjeros to play. Well, see, that's why like a rule, like the 10, eight rule in England would actually really benefit them. Yeah. Yeah, Because in in Mexico, the people are are taken aback by it. But, but but going back going back going back to our caller about the money and stuff like that, it's the money is not the sin here. It's I mean, I I've always to me the, to me the sin is the logistics. Don't yeah. fly don't fly across the country. But uh, to their credit, to their credit, they did they did spend the week in, in Denver, which frankly shocked me. That that's something that they've you know rare, that they rarely do. So. You know, y'all y'all can fault Osorio for a lot of stuff, and granted, he he has he has earned he he has earned a lot of, a lot of the criticism that he's received. But the dude plans really well, and that's and that's half half the battle with Mexico, almost three quarters of it. 
No, I think uh, uh, the, the thing, I think part of the other thing is like besides the logistics, it's just the, the competition that they play. Uh, which well, I, they, I today, today, today I read today I read they cannot that. help that. Today I read that they were they were trying to plan to take more like, trips to Europe and Asia. Uh, I don't know if they have a really have a market for over there for themselves. Well, yeah, but, but the other teams have have a market. You know, I mean, you know, they go to Korea or to Thailand. I mean, you know, Thailand is one of those countries that very passionate, but just, their national team just hasn't really gotten anywhere. So, I mean, I could see that that would, uh, and let's face it, they, you know, over the next few years, it's, uh, chances are pretty high that the, they may not be as welcome in this country as they as they have been in the past. So I'm sure that that's part of the reason part why they're looking elsewhere too. Can I say one more thing about the league? I mean, about the final before you, I end up. You can say one more, just one more thing. Just if you if you if you go on a tangent, we're gonna we're gonna cut you off. <laughs> I, I've been waiting for a decade to win a championship. Now being a Chivas fan, and one of the biggest criticisms that I got from Mexican fans and non-Mexican fans is that they told me that they could no longer win with the Mexican only policy, and that victory proved them wrong. Thank you, guys. Good night. <laughs> but, uh, did, you know that, did, did, did you guys hear about FIFA looking into a, a possible uh, fixing between Chivas and Tigres? No. In fact, I think I saw it on Twitter, if I'm not mistaken. So you know it's got to be true. Oh, yeah. I mean, sure. I'm sure it was a, a Americanista Twitter. No, no, no. no. <laughs> heard it. Heard it. I see it. So, so Ron, you've 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 inserted America and you, and and you've shit on Chivas once. Do you have, do you have another 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 jab before we change subjects? Well, actually, yes, I do. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I, in fact, uh, yeah, if you guys search on on Twitter, put FIFA Tigres and Chivas. Um, you know, you guys know what's funny? I was in I was in Guadalajara. I was in the Mercado on Saturday, and I walked into the bathroom. And I walk into the stall, take a whiz. So I'm just taking my whiz. And all of a sudden, there's guys out there talking about la final. No, que ya está arreglada, que se van a dar a Chivas, que ya viste como quedó el otro partido, que nomás era por pura emoción. And in my head, I'm like, you guys watching the game? Like, why would they? I don't understand what the reasoning. You create a 10-8 rule to bring in all these foreigners, but you want to give it to a team that is all Mexican. Or I mean, I just, it just sounds silly. I, I I get it that you know the Mexican league has a history of doing shady shit, but I just thought it was hilarious that these these guys were in the bathroom discussing how the finals were already fixed on Saturday before the game. Did you uh, did you interject anything, or were you just uh, no? Nah, I was just I was, innocent bystander. I was, I was an innocent bystander. I wasn't gonna. All right. Comment on there. I don't. I don't buy that because because look what look at what happened. Uh, Gignac got all mad. He he almost fought with the press, and then he tweets this thing crying about how he's going to leave Liga MX because of the press. Like he's just he's just becoming a whiner, and Liga MX needs him to you know to bring. But you know, I mean, I mean, honestly, I mean, would you guys ever, as 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 members of the of the fourth estate, if you're standing there watching a game? A guy just loses the final, and yeah, I mean, are you gonna give him shit? No, no. that guy no. was. Crazy. 
but for him to be crying about it and well, yeah i mean yeah i mean i agree with that but it's like it's it's like you know just you know the i look i can understand gignac's point of view i mean one of the things that you know when you're oppressed and and don't become part of the story i mean if you ask the dude once and he just doesn't want to deal with you just let it be i know i know that they also have a job to do the press but it's like they don't become part of the story. Yeah, but there's a time and a place for it. You know, there's the, 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 that's why they have official zones for that. I mean, don't exactly don't become part of the story. Don't, you know, don't don't go chasing Gignac because he said something nasty to you. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. But if one you, of the things that did piss me off about Gignac, and this goes back from last season's final, like you know, what one of the things that really really pissed me off was that, granted, the officiating was bad for both teams, but dude. I mean, the way – like, keep in mind, Gignac, Gignac was the same way in last season's final with America provoking and stuff like that, and not a thing, no, no, nothing. I mean, has that been Arroyo? Has that been, like, what's that, who was it? Who's the player that pushed the uh, – what's the name? Uh, Pulido, and then Pulido responded, like, you know, by pushing that dude? I mean, uh, The goalie, Nahuel. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Nahuel. I mean, it's like it's like they always – like, and I'm not trying to take this, you know, back to to America, but they always, every time America plays these type of games, it's always to disadvantage of American. Like, I mean, I I just couldn't believe I couldn't believe what the players were getting away with, both for Tigres and Chivas. And it's like, I mean, that's kind of like the thing that was pissing me off about the game. You, well, you know what? I, when, 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 when I was watching the game, Ron, because it was it was not normal behavior for them. When when the behavior is constant, it, 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 no. if, if a team if a Ref knows if a team's going to act up, he's going to be ready for it. And those but teams Gignac, Gignac, weren't Gignac known was, for acting up. Gignac, Gignac was acting Dude, the same Gignac way. is untouchable. <laughs> um, you know? And then, and um, then, like, and then Pulido, Pulido pushing that dude. Has that been Arroyo? Has that been uh, Darwin Quintero? That's an automatic red. Hell, dude, you know what Gignac has to, What does uh, Gignac have to do to get Gold, a red? Gold's got, he got thrown okay. out of the goddamn game. Right. What, is, wait, what, would Gignac, what would Gignac have to do to get a red card? He would have to, like, grab the ref's head and smash his knee into it. I mean, I mean that's the only way he's getting a red card. I mean, he should have got a red card that game. Should have, should have got a red card. Again, in the, final. the only way Gignac is going to get a red card is, is, is if he cold cocks the ref, you know. He's European. He, he, he can get away with what he's there. He's the league superstar. He can get away with whatever he wants right now. And I'm not saying he takes advantage of it, but they're not going to. They're not going to. They're not going to red card him for that. Ainiveles. Exactly. We got a phone caller. And, and, you know, and like I just, you know, one of the things that I found funny was like the biggest players complaining, and I'm like, dude, did you guys forget about last? Yes, you know, they did season? because they won. What's that? Yeah. Then, I mean, can... just just in that game, in that game, there was a ton of fouls that the ref could have easily given them yellows, double yellows, uh, and the ref just wasn't calling them. No, I, I do have a question saying, for, for, for both of you. Know, that, that Chivas, you know, the penalty? I yeah. mean, it's like, I remember vividly in 2005 when America played tackles in the final and there was a, you know, a controversial dude, call. I'm just dude, saying, I'm just saying, cut you off, dude. five seconds, five seconds after that happened, in fact, I'm going to look it up and I'm going to post it. Five seconds after that play happened, uh, what's his name, uh, Marine? Dude, oh, I'm, running, I'm running out of America. I'm Rob. like, I'm like oh, my God, oh, my God. It goes, the, the final is ruined now. The final is ruined. Said that on live TV, dude. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? It's like that's, the fish hitting pisses me off. And you guys know this, you know? I, I just it, – it bothers me. It bothers me. I, I'm, hey, we got a call. Yeah. Gee, see, Ron, you, you went on on your. I see. I, I feel that. 
Yes, uh, that was that was actually a, a Ronnie's rant. I should have played. I played the rant. I played the wrong. Rant. It was my rant. Who 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 is on the line? I don't know what we're yelling about. Who uh, who's on the line with us? Rafa from from Dallas. Rafa. Now, Rafa, you're from the Ciudad de Dallas, right? Yep, Oakley. Mayor Rafa, cuando, cuando, when you're talking to your friends, did you say, voy para la Ciudad de Dallas, right? Hey. Am I right? Yep. It, it, it's never just Dallas, it's la Ciudad de Dallas. Nah, Dallas. Now, no. you can say Dallas all you want, but when, you say, when you're speaking Spanish, voy a la Ciudad de Dallas. Anyway, what's on your what's on your mind, sir? Uh, I mean, I'm a theater fan, but like this is it's, I mean, congrats to like the Chivas because I mean, to be fair, like 2017 has shown that you know, first you had like Lobos Buap uh, come up the first division with like pretty much almost all Mexican players, and yet Pachuca beat Tigres in the Conca Champions, and now you've had Chivas. Uh, beat Tigres, which which uh, just shows hey Mexican players still have it despite what all the naysayers say. Um, now we should we should give credit where credit is due. There was one person who was brave enough back in January to uh, have the the minerals to predict a, a Chivas championship season. And uh, and that person is Joel Aceves. So Joel, take a bow, man. That was uh, that's impressive. That that you were able to read the tea leaves well enough to predict this Chivas victory. What uh, what what made you just think that that was going to happen, Joel? We may have lost Joel. Eating his cake. Well, it was now or never. They spent all the money, so. No, I mean, I thought it was. I thought it was. Uh, uh, there was a progression there from season to season with Almeida. Um, but I definitely did think that this season, I mean, it was kind of like a now or never thing this season because you, you had, you had made this, the league, you had two, two seasons in a row. You lost to America two seasons in a row. Last season, Almeida was completely out, out coached by La Volpe. Uh, and I think that kind of helped Almeida in this league, yeah, because he was able to manage the games a lot better than he did last season, uh, last season or in, in, in the past. Hey, hey, did that uh, clip of uh, Yeah, Gonzalo, tus hijos. <laughs> was was that after the, uh, the 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 playoffs with America? Yeah, I think it was. Uh, was it? Uh, it might have been a Super Clásico, I think. Okay, okay. Yeah, I got a did question. They find, did they find Gonzalo, by the way? They're looking for him. They the Chivas account. The Chivas account tweeted so, like a, <laughs> a thing looking for him. Uh, he he got drunk at the at, at the at the the Ruby Quinceanera. I haven't seen him since. Well, I think because he hit the wall, he damaged the wall, and I think they just wanted him to pay for it, right? <laughs> he did push that wall pretty hard. He was. I got a question was... off the caller's uh, uh, comment. Uh, uh, the Mexican players, of course, doing doing better this year. Is is are we having a, a bad crop of foreigners as opposed to years past? Would that be a reason, or are really the Mexican players stepping it up? No, I, I just think it's they've let Almeida work to to degree, and obviously they they spent some money, um, and that also helps. Um, 
now I, I just I uh, this kind of but, goes but back it's to not it's not just about spending money it's about spending money on quality players I mean we, they spent money they spent money on Willie Pena who's stunk who's somehow going to Europe uh, they spent money again, on again John. the Scottish league is not a step up let's let's <laughs> let's remind remind the, the callers and the and the listeners and it's going to the Scottish league is not a good is not a career move and it's not just Chivas like he says it's Pachuca beat Tigres and according to Rafa. But I mean, well, uh, frankly, Chivas followed Pachuca's game plan as far as I you know, try to get the early goal. And uh, I, I also think that the, it, there's a bit of a scare tactic from the press, you know, regarding oh. uh, uh, regarding the, the the foreigners, not only just players, but even coaches. Like, like the past three, four, you know, years, which is what you know, six, eight, you know, seasons. The the majority, you know, the, the teams, the only Mexican team coach that has won it is Pio Correra. But that's kind of an anomaly because for the, you know, if you take away, you know, these, you know, four, four years, really the, you know, the, the coaches that have, you know, that have done the best are, are, are Mexican coaches or coaches that, that started their coaching careers in Mexico. And I, I just, I just think that there's going to be a, a transition phase with players because I mean, keep in mind, American, you know, Mexican players going to Europe. It's kind of a new thing. I mean, what's it's not even what oh, it's what ten years now, because they started going in what really in droves after the two thousand six. So yeah, ten years. So I I, I think that the, it's it's adjusting, and they're try, at least from the from the perspective of the owners, they're trying to find the balance because Mexico's best players are going are leaving, so they're trying to figure out what's the right balance of how many foreigners. I mean, at least that's how how I see it. I guess to add to that, like uh, the coaches and uh, like the Mexican league is, is taking risks on like younger and more dynamic coaches instead of a the carousel of just like you know that's actually a really good point because uh, the, the coaches that are in the league now, I mean, it's not like you said it hasn't been, it's not the usual, uh, you know, dudes that are in the pile. You know, we you know we haven't yeah. seen uh, Romano, no you know, Tomas boy. You know, he hasn't gotten his his ticket. You know, for the free sandwich stamped in quite a while, and and yeah, Tomas well, he well, he was just with Cruz Azul recently, so it's been at least a year. But you're right, but he hasn't resurfaced. And actually, not only that, but the teams just aren't firing coaches as often as I mean, they, you, they. It wasn't that long ago where in Liga Mekis, out of eighteen, out of eighteen teams, uh, out of eighteen teams, you know, ten or eleven of them would 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 have would have new coaches by midseason, and that just doesn't happen. That just doesn't happen anymore. Joel, did you are you are you are you back on Joel? Yes, what, man. I set you up. I was, I was singing your praises. I, I was talking about how you had the the the, the major minerals uh, back in in January to to, to predict a, a Chivas championship. And I asked uh, you well, what made you think that 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 you know what what, what gave you the premonition that that was going to happen. Oh, oh and, I'll, t- I'll tell you. No, no, hang on a second. I'm not I'll done. Sh- I'm not done. <laughs> and then so I'm saying, Joel, what you got? And then you just. No, I left a message. I left a message on the side eh? that I had to step off. You, you guys don't. Uh, see, I don't. I don't. I don't. See, that, that's my problem. I don't look at that screen. I look at other screens. I, ah, I told them. I'll give. Huh? No, I was getting compared in one of the soccer forums to to Walter Mercado. More, I like more it. for more for his um, life choices and predictions, Because <laughs> I was saying that I called you know, it. Uh, but I, I don't, you don't have to consult the stars here for for Liga MX. Now, 
now that um, I've met you, Hoyle, honestly, I think if you if you if you if you shave the facial hair and you know, I think you could pull it off. It'd be a good, be one hell of a Halloween costume, dude. I'm telling you, you you, you would knock it out of the park. I don't, I don't think I have the mannerisms down here, but uh, well, it just, it just no. takes a little studying, you know, just a little studying. Speaking, speaking of which, did you guys already talk about the the game that you guys went to? We haven't gotten to that yet, but All but right, I do feel I bad because. Uh, 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 there's something that I, that I do need to talk about about uh, so I went out to California with my wife. We had stayed down in in Beverly Hills. It was a lovely time. The weather was, uh, it was it was it was incredible. Um, I'm not gonna lie. It's it's just starting to get hot here in Texas, and it was it was a nice little break. And then we met with Joel, and uh, and ran, random guy showed up, uh, and we had a few drinks at the hotel. It was really nice to to to, to meet and talk with them. And then Joel and I went to the game the next day. We covered the game. Uh, the stadium is uh, interesting. Uh, there's a lot of smoke blowing into the stands uh, from from the stands up into the press box. That uh, you know is, is not what one is accustomed to smelling at uh, <clears throat> at a sporting event. You know, it felt more more like a rock concert. And uh, so the game ends a two one Croatia. We go down and do the mixed zone stuff, which takes forever because it took the players like forty five minutes to an hour before they came out. And uh, Holden and I went back. Uh, back to his place and we were supposed to hook up uh, with the night before we were talking about uh, going to this place uh, my wife wanted to go to a tiki bar in LA and once I saw I got this great place it's called the, the tiki tie and we look at it, it sounds fantastic but it, it, it's it's like the size of a shoe box there's like only 10 people allowed in there at the same time so there's this massive line just just to get into a bar and my wife and I are like man we're not going to do this so we ditched Hoel I felt terrible we ditched you <laughs> I, feel, okay, I feel John. awful I feel awful they don't have they don't have a Rita's bar over there do they no, they, well, I'm sure they do, but uh, yeah, but uh, it was. John, John uh, in football, como la vida da revanchas. That's right. I'm sure we'll get a, another chance to go. Yeah. So, did you like the setup over there, John? Covering your first game over there. Uh, I was at the Coliseum. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I uh, I don't think the Coliseum, unfortunately, is, is set up for uh, a modern uh, modern media coverage because the the mix zone was in the bus tunnel. And uh, 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 on Carlos Osorio's press conference, there were like ten seats, and it was it was at the bottom of the of of of, of the bus tunnel to get into the stadium. And uh, it was just it was it was I mean obviously you know the the, the stands are huge, but but as far as like the and the infrastructure, and and I can promise you that, that that stadium is not wired. So when the TV trucks come, they have to run. Although maybe now that it's an NFL stadium, it might be a little different. They probably have to, you know, run a lot of cable, and that that that's never fun, and especially for a game like that where there's Televisa cameras and there's Fox cameras and there's uh, uh, Univision cameras. So there's so there, there's a lot of cameras there. In fact, I sh- I pointed out to Joel some of the camera positions, and Joel, how how big was the scaffolding those cameras were on? I don't I don't, I don't know, man. It looks like Fear Factor type of stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure they were stable because they would never do anything like because those cameras are really heavy. But uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it looked like and, and but like you know it was, but the guy had plenty of plenty of security around him. There were actually, and this surprised me, Hoa, and we didn't talk about this uh, Saturday, but there were a, a very nice number of Croatians in the stands. It was actually their first game ever in North America. So, yeah. so the Croatians that live here uh, obviously made, made an effort to. Uh, to come to the game, and uh, we 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 can't uh, forget mentioning that uh, we actually uh, stayed at the same hotel where Croatia was staying uh, over in uh, in Century City, 
and uh, so that was. You know, you're not, you're not, you didn't have, stay at the at the Ritz Carlton over at the. No, no, actually, we stayed at the Beverly Hilton because just because we wanted to. Uh, oh, we thought okay. it thought it'd be fun. It. Uh, the hills of Beverly. Yeah. That's nice. But I tell you what, I did what I did enjoy. This probably sounds crazy to you, Hoy, but but we enjoyed driving around and seeing uh, different parts of the city more than anything. And my only regret was we didn't go to go up to Pasadena, but we went down to the South Bay and all that. It's really nice. It's a strong beach. A lot of uh, what actually what I thought was really cool were the fields of ice plants, which I thought were just that would just never happen in Texas. Those things wouldn't last three days in the summer. You had to get torched. uh, uh, Well, next time you're going to have to make it down south, man, a little bit farther. Yeah, absolutely. When uh, if I get a chance to go to San Diego, I will. Uh, I will. I will definitely do that. Uh, Which of you guys are going to the uh, to the qualifying games? The 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 games in Mexico City. Yeah. Uh, I, I know I can't because I have uh, work on those days. But I think Chickies, you were thinking about going, weren't you? Yeah, I'll be. I'll be down there. I'm still waiting on uh, press credentials, but yeah, I should okay. be down there for the Sunday game. And as far as Gold Cup, you guys are also set. Uh, Gold Cup, I've I've put in for the games that I can cover. Uh, so it's just a matter of, of hearing from uh, hearing from the organization, which I don't think will be. A and it's not looking good for me. I still haven't <laughs> even gotten approved for the tournament, so chances are slim. I yeah, so. I, I won't be attending this Gold Cup. Uh, I think this is like be the first one I miss in like since since like two thousand three, two thousand four. Well, you're busy. You're. Uh, you're 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 studying to learn to be an architect, like George. Like George. <laughs> I've always wanted to be an architect. <laughs> All right, so let's let, so let, let's let's talk about this Mexico uh, team. So uh, what I'm noticing, you know, regardless of what happened against Croatia, as far as the scoreboard is, is that this team is is just infinitesimally looser than it was at the same point in 2013. It's very palpable. I mean, the way they were playing today was, uh, I mean, I was just a friendly, but it was uh, something that you just haven't seen in a while. So, um, you know, hopefully if they get these, uh, get good results in these two games and then go to Confed Cup and just, just go out and have fun. And what happens, happens. I think, I think that if uh, they get some good results in these qualifiers, it'll definitely ease some of the pressure for the Confed Cup. I think if they for somehow come out with draws, which I mean I doubt it, we're playing at home, come out with draws, and then they have to go to Confed Cup and it doesn't look good over there. I think that's when the pressure is going to start to build. Well, uh, sure. I mean, they're going to have um, and, and 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 the worst is is that is that they play their, you know, their their biggest psychological rivals, which is the U.S. So if they get a you know a bad result against the U.S. right before the Confed Cup, I mean, it could be devastating. So. Yeah, so so these are very important games. These these are the these are the the, the, the keys to to the entire rest of how things play out. Uh, not to put any pressure on them or anything, but but these are the these these are the uh, to me these two games are more important than than the Confed Cup. I mean, my uh, what do you, what do you guys think he needs to do to be successful against Honduras and USA? I think he needs to listen to his players, yeah, and not and 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 not force them to think that much. And forget about these little rotations and try to get yeah. on the and stuff. I mean, Jesus, he's got he has to play. 
I mean, if he plays Jonathan and Carlos Vela in one game and they just kick serious amounts of ass like they did against Costa Rica and then not play in the next game, and I mean, that to me just just screams insanity. What on earth? That's going to happen, though. That is going to happen. If, that look, is so beyond stupid. I mean, they're so much better than the rest of the team. That I mean, if you if you want to trade players 11 and fit, you know, 13, go ahead. But don't trade players 1 and 2 for for 14. I mean, just it's just not smart. You know, the thing is, Honduras and, and, and the United States, they're kind of, you know, on the ropes right now. Right. They're, they're... And, and so if, if, if Osorio is a smart coach, he's going to basically play cat and mouse because they have to open up. They need the points. We don't, I mean, technically we need points too, but we don't need them as bad as they do. So, I mean, it's upon them, it's on, you know, for them to open up and, and, and attack more. So I would use you don't, to my. You don't think would, today's lineup is is indicative of what of what he wants to do against the U.S. I I know he's going to get cute, and I know that he's going to advance the lines, and we're going to get and, and and you know we're going to get countered when it should be the other way around. If you're if if, if Osorio is smart, he's going to basically well, sit back, not bunker, sit back, play organized, and and, and hit him on the counters. I mean, we have the players. That is, I mean, that that was exactly what happened for the first goal today against Ireland. Is that. They, they they suckered the Irish into bringing more guys into the box, and there was a, a you know the ball was cleared out of the box right to Burrito who went on a he just went on a full sprint and hit Tecatito who maybe you know finished the rest of the play and scored, uh, which uh, yeah so, so I, I, I Ronnie I well you know how I feel about it. it just they have so many great players that could just be so unbelievably lethal on a counterattack that yeah. for Mexico not to use that. It, Mexico, it is a crime. Mexico is one of the few national teams in the, you know, on the planet that has the ability to play possession and also has the ability to counter. But sometimes they, but they never counter. But sometimes they don't know when to <laughs> do it. Do it, right. You know, so, I mean, they're teams that just can't for, I mean, they just can't attack. They can't string up more than two, three passes. Mexico has USA. that ability. <laughs> I didn't want to say. <laughs> I didn't want to say, but yeah. So if if Osorio is smart, I would let you know the circumstances of the other team dictate. You know what? I'm going to control you. I'm going to control how far you get. You know, get towards the goal, but I'm going to counter you and I'm going to beat you there. And and I hope that's what he does. If he doesn't, and if he doesn't get the results, I, the fact that I saw ESPN already having you know uh, polls, you know. You know which 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 coach would you rather have on the national team with Piojo and, and, and Almeida? I mean, they even like I, who was on the panel? I think it was uh, Sage. Sage. Uh, it was. Uh... What a horrible question! Well, so they're already they're already talking about it. It is because even Sage, you know, when he asked them, he's like, "That's unprofessional." Oh, Chelis. Chelis also said, "Yeah, I'm not going to answer that because I mean, and obviously them being you know, you know, ex coaches and ex football players and stuff like that." There's those unwritten, you know, those codes. But uh, that's not, uh, you know, obviously on Twitter, on Facebook, and stuff like that. I mean, you're already hearing, you know, people already calling calling Almeida up to the national team. So if uh, you know if Osorio doesn't do well, uh, I think the wagons are going to start circling. You know, the wagons are going to start circling. Well, I mean, that, that's another thing we've talked about. Is is that Osorio? You know, he. I mean, he he is on bar time, and any bad results and I mean, you know, they have like as as you pointed out. I mean, there there are there are a handful of capable coaches that can come in and do so. So again, I mean, to me, that's why these two games are important. Because if he gets if he gets four points, 
then he can have a he can have a bad confed cup and still keep a job. If 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 he gets anything less than four points, then he's going to have to have a really good confed cup. He's going to have to get the three points against the U.S. I think that's going to be hard. I think the he's, he's going to have to get it. If not, I can see Almeida. Well, the thing is, is he, he already he already has three points against the U.S. Yeah, that's so, true. I think yeah. the U.S. game though this this time. Dude, you're forgetting you're forgetting uh, Mexico's crypt, uh, kryptonite. Samson, or what else? Yeah, Samson, uh, that's uh, Bruce Arena. That's what I'm about to say, Bruce Arena, and he's a, he's a good coach, man. I, I'm not saying I, I, don't, I don't deny that. I've always thought Bruce Arena was a good coach. I mean, and not good then because he's far and away the most successful coach. They're playing the Pacifica too. He could he could just bunker. He could just you know deal with a tie and just bunker the whole time. The wait until the second half when I stick. It's going to result against Trinidad and Tobago. Like they know they're. Their position is precarious in the qualifiers, and they'll be happy with four points. Yeah, and if he gets, and if he gets a, if he gets, well, a, well, here's here's the thing: if, half, if, if they can beat Honduras to have 13 points, that means that they could, for all practical purposes, qualify for the World Cup by beating the U.S. I have to look at the math, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that it, that that it would make it would put them either either qualify for the fourth place or or, or qualify them outright. So that that's going to be something that that, that, that that's going to be worth playing for. Uh, against the U.S., but but it, so I, I could certainly see them being a little. And again, it's against the U.S. And remember, the last time they played them there, they haven't beaten the U.S. in the Estadio Azteca since 2009. So let's not forget that. So for you guys that are thinking that that it's going to be uh, an easy win, it's it's never an easy win anymore, and uh, it hasn't happened for eight years. If he can play to a tie in the second half and just wait for the Azteca fans to turn on the Mexican team, that that could that could put it in uh, dangerous waters. For Mexico. Although to be honest, Honduras has a better record. I want to say over the past seven years than the U.S. does against Mexico. Not in the Azteca. And I think in their current states right now, the current state right now, the U.S. One definitely back on. They, I think the U.S. is back to or back to their general level. I, I think they're going to be a really tough game. Yeah, I mean it's very tough. It's tougher question. than than Honduras. Yeah, so so again, you know, to get the points against Honduras, and then that'll take the pressure off the U.S. game that much more. But if they get tied against Honduras, then yeah, they're going to have to get three points against the U.S., and then that's going to change the dynamic of that game as well. But uh, we'll see what uh, what happens. So based on what you guys have seen, and and again, I know we're going to see these ridiculous uh, rotations, but there seems to be a pretty clear indication of of, of who Mexico who has the talent level among the players. And, you know, there's about four or five really, really great players. And then there's some guys that are going to probably be interchangeable. My question is, are we going to see those five players on the field at the same time constantly, or is he going to be interchanging them with other guys? I mean, there's no way you can bring in a guy out for, for Carlos Vela for one game to the next. I mean, he's not that crazy, is he? I think, I think I he think, is that crazy. I, I think he is that crazy as well. I, oh. I don't think you see the same guys all the time. Uh, that is that, is, that mean, is insane. Well, Chucky didn't play. I think I, and I hope he doesn't play it anymore. Yeah, Chucky. Uh, yeah, Chucky, he's, 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 Chucky uh, Diego Reyes, Hector Herrera. They they can all leave the national team and not come back uh, because they're just. I mean, Chucky and Diego Reyes have just not shown anything when they've been called to the national team. Herrera, he's already peaked, and he's just not playing well. He hasn't played well since 2014. Um, 
And I think it's just a changing of the guard now. I really like Burrito today. I thought, he, I, play, I thought he played in the midfield really, really well. I'd like to see more of him. I think a mid, I think a midfield of him, Orbelin, and and Guardado now, would be was, great. Was Burrito, was that the same Jorge Hernandez that played with uh, Giovanni and those guys in the, in the U20? Or is it a different um, I'm not sure. Because there was a contención named Jorge Hernandez that played on that team, but he had like a buzz carriera, the Johnny Unitas uh, haircut. And uh, you know, this guy obviously didn't have it. This guy has the, has the Joel. But uh, yeah, I think I think he might I, have. I try to should be gone. I agree with that. But uh, Chucky, I don't see that happening. I mean, it's, it's not going to happen because he's really young. But I don't think I we... think it's premature to call it on any of them. Even Herrera as well. The, he put in a pretty good shift today. I th- I I think he. I think we're a little overly harsh. Um, I, I think we judge him mostly on his uh on his errant passes that 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 clearly you know put the team in 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 in, in, in terrible positions defensively you know but but he does a lot of work defensively as well and and then when he's on i mean there's very few players that that, that are as good as him when when he when he's on i i, I think I, I think the team the pro- is potentially much better with him than without him i the thing is he hasn't been on since the world cup well, the the big difference here is that, is that there's somebody that can replace him, uh, yeah, without any problem. It, and, I mean, and, that, and, that, and that's Jonathan. Now, if you notice, Herrera is, is the only player that, that 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 played both games, and he played almost the entire the entire. Like, I guess he was finally subbed out here in the second half, but he was the only one that played both of of folks in the midfield. So that tells I mean, you he's, that, he, uh, that he's trying he's to probably going to slump. He's probably going to start. Because of you know he plays in Europe, he has some hierarchy. Uh, what I mean, but there, you don't, there are guys. You don't think he are, should start? No, I don't. I mean, you could start Orbelin, you could start Jonathan, you could start I mean, Guardado, Molina. Because if you if you play with Molina, no, 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 as center no, no, defensive, yeah, you can't you play, play with, with Molina. Is just he just can't. He he can't. If, no, but if he plays with him as center defensive midfielder, then he can play with Guardado and Jonathan in front because he played the four three three. Now here's here's the killer. Uh, so Duenas is, is is looking more and more like he's not going to be part of the plans this summer. He apparently he he kind of hosed himself. <laughs> uh, Are you okay with that, Beto? What what happened? He had personal personal issues or something? Yeah, he. Uh, no, this, this is all him. This is all alleged. Alleged, of course, you know. You know, this is uh, all. They showed all, it. They showed it on Lina de Cuatro. Showed it, they showed the video. Yes. So that there's video of this. Yes. Oh. I think he was, was with the Wiley Tempters. It's them. not, but the thing is, the video isn't a hundred percent clear. Like I'm not totally sure it's him. That's um, yeah, clear. Remember those photos? Hey, then I then I approve of Ponce and inside <laughs> the head. But but yeah, no no no. He was just basically with another woman, I guess. And, and there's video of it, I guess. Did you see? Did you see major? Did you see major league? If, if Salcido recovers, he'll, he'll recover. Yes, I did. Yeah, Salcido with those tranny thoughts. Yeah, but apparently, he, he well, from, from, from the apparently he's left the team. But, to, but, the, go, but uh, the problem, Joel, is that the team is is the least of his problems right now. Yeah, that's the thing. Like that's why he's like, he's like, yeah, you know, what? screw this uh, qualifiers. I need to try to sort out my yeah my marriage. 
So, so I'm glad actually now that uh, Ponce slapped him upside the head. Well, Ponce slapped him because he actually tried to headbutt him. It was a unity punch. But the the thing is, man, Ponce started running away though, man. I, he should have squared up instead of saying square root. And stuff. He squared up. Yeah, what do they call that move in, uh, in UFC? Uh, Chickies, when, when the guy starts running away like that. Well, what, what, what's the technical UFC term for that? Oh, <laughs> playing chicken? Making time or something? I don't know. He's in a Ric Flair? Yeah, so, <laughs> so that obviously opens the door for uh, uh, either Orbelin or this, or this Burrito kid. I personally think it should be Orbelin because I think that he's just brings more to the table. I think that he can play defensively when you need him to. He can play offensively. He can obviously play offensively. So that would be uh, – is, is Gallito, did he get called up? He didn't, and I'm surprised he didn't because Gallito wow. was, was really like the surprising. anchor. He was the anchor of that, of, that, of that midfield. I think without Gallito, that midfield isn't as successful as, as it would have been, especially in the, in the Liguilla. Uh, yeah, I mean, same thing, same thing with Pizarro. Same thing with Pizarro. I thought Pizarro should deserve the call up. Um, well, he's hurt, so he's not. He's not one hundred percent. So I think, that he, I think that he'll, he'll probably be uh, the, the 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 S of the of the of the Gold Cup team. Pizarro, let let him get a little better, and then he'll play in June, in July. Well, sorry, I was just stuck on these old dates because I've been wanting. Uh, What's that guy from Chivas? Orbelin to be on the team for a long time, but he's never called him up. Well, he called him up the last time, and uh, and he played against uh, Trinidad Benin Hill. He's got plenty of time, though. That's the yeah. thing. I mean, he is Yeah, he's only 21. He's only 21. Um, so he, he does have time. I mean, and there are some, there's a lot of young talent that's coming up. Uh, I'm surprised he didn't call Cesar Montes. Uh, well, he'll he'll use the Gold Cup. Um, but, I, I, you know, I thought, like, now is the time to call you. I, th- I thought they would be good. Well, Montes might get called up if, uh, if, if, if Araujo, but I think Araujo is going to be back. And then that's actually a really... I, th- I think that's a really big loss if Araujo does can't play. I, thought he, I, th- I feel like he plays really well on the national team. Uh, I, I, I have this thing, and I mean, my dad used to tell me all the time, there's some guys that are national team players, some guys that are club team players, and they just, they just can't do it on the other end. And I feel like Diego Reyes is not a national team player. He's a great club team player. Well, I think Araujo is a, is a pretty good uh, club team player. But when he comes to the national team, he gives his all. And, he, and uh, especially under uh, Juan Carlos Osorio, he's played really well. Yeah, he, uh, well, he, he's getting that excellent uh, tutelage up in, in Santos right now, isn't he, isn't he Hoyle? I see. From, I, see. Uh, I, I did that again. I, 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 I no, no. You put, you put it up on the T, man. You're, I you're, um, you're bringing in the the Chepo hate. No, I was at, and I was not bringing in the the Chepo hate. I was I was saying that, that Chepo's really. I I got your back with Chepo, man. <laughs> he, he's really. He, I mean, he's he's helped. Uh, he's helped that out. I'm not being. You know, I was I was trying to help you. You know, my my guy had a bad week this week, Joel. So I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to live vicariously through you right now. With uh, with with a little Chepo love, because because my guy did not have a good week. My my guy was not, uh, you know, he he wasn't uh, he wasn't angry, but uh, the things didn't go go well for him. Who's your guy? Tuca. Oh, you know what I was listening to. But you have to understand. I think, I think it makes sense. 
that's that I, I've, Duke and I have had a relationship for a long time. I've, I've, uh, he was uh, he was a Pumas player when I was when I was a young kid. So he was uh, and he scored great goals. So he he was fun to watch. So I've always had you know he and I've I've always had a thing for him. A thing for Tuca. Yeah. I mean, he he's the first coach I remember from Chivas. You know, that's like because I, I remember the '97 championship, '96 championship. He's the first coach I remember. So uh, you know, I always have positive thoughts about him. But what I was listening, I was listening to the radio, and uh, it kind of makes sense. Like he he's been pretty unsuccessful in the last couple tournaments, and except for last year when they won the championship. But they struggled uh, with America um, to where they think it's a it's a adjustment thing where he doesn't make the like, he just sticks to his style, sticks to his guns. The same way he plays week one is the same way he plays the final, and he just gets out coached by by the by the opponent, um, and that's why he's losing these finals because I think I think they've lost like two out of seven recently. Think it is have under him. Or something like that. Um, yeah, they're competing. As a um, well, he has. So, so, so he's he's put Tigres in ten finals over a span of six years. That's pretty good. That, that's great. Yeah, but he's only won three. Well, I mean, three, that's, three's uh, better than that's two. almost like three. Atlanta Braves status, right there, John. <laughs> And, and, okay, well, would I rather be the Atlanta Braves who've had that status or the Houston Astros who've been to the one one World Series? But they won, right? No. Oh, you don't win. Okay, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a Red Sox fan, so. No. Or the uh, – or, or who's the team? Well, the team admit, never though, I mean, Super Bowl. It's, if you're a Tigres fan, I mean, you got to feel like you've – a little shortchanged. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not denying that. Especially Libertadores. And I'd say this this latest CONCACAF uh, um, Champions League. This league, I think, this league, uh, well, I think it hurt because they got they ended up getting to the final. I don't think they anybody really expected them to, considering the season that they had and the, and the fact that they put, clearly they put a lot of uh, importance on the, um, on the Champions League and they fell short on that. So, I mean... It's impressive reaching all that many finals, but it's but it's definitely disappointing the the amount they've lost. Yeah, that is. Uh, but 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 again, at least they're at least they're not losing dramatically. I know it's your boy, John. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Well, you know, you know, he can. I'll let him speak for himself. Oh, see, I need to turn that up. Damn it! Cállese, carajo! So. Anyway, well. Uh, As far as these uh, these these games coming up, so we have one. I think it's uh, Thursday. It's at nine, so we should probably do a show after these. Uh... So we switched to Thursday. Now everything's on Thursday. We might want to think think about going back to Wednesday, at least in the summer. But uh, anyway, it's a conversation for 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 another time. So how many points minimum, and then Mexico can have a comfortable can have a comfortable Confed Cup. Well, what do they need to lock up? Four, I think, like I'd you said, four, four points. I'd say four yeah. points and the win against the U.S. Four points. Yeah, but the, the thing, I think, I, I, it just feels like you need to get like it. Just feels like six is an obligation. Like 
you're gonna play Honduras at home and you're not gonna win. You, you're gonna draw they, they, that they, one. They, they, they have that, that's actually you no. Know, you're right. They've Honduras is another team that like like the last two times Mexico hasn't beaten them, and the time they did beat them, they barely they they barely did it. You know, a, a, a dubious penalty like in the 85th minute. Um, I just I just feel like they they have to. The thing with Osorio is like he'll win. It's not convincing, but he'll win. He'll find ways. Like the team finds finds ways to win, even though it's not like they dominated or anything or something like that. So I do think they can get the six points. Um, well, yeah, like I mean, like I said, if they get three against Honduras, which you know I think I think we all agree is more than at least fifty percent likely, you know, like maybe seventy five. Then yeah, if the, the game against the U.S. will put them in the World Cup, then they, yeah, that'll that'll definitely definitely help. So hopefully, uh, hopefully that'll happen for Mexico, and then 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 they can just go to Russia and just have a good time and just and just play, you know, not even worry about what happens. They'll make it out to the semifinals, so be it. And and frankly, I'm halfway expecting them to have a have a dubious third round loss or their third game loss against Russia. I just it just uh, I'm, I'm I'm halfway expecting it. I'm sure Putin is gonna. Keep them up all night, drinking vodka. <laughs> he may send uh, some girls over to the to the, to the Mexican team's uh, hotel rooms to try to get them out of the game. You know, Lawrence, gold, golden showers. Lawrence Taylor used to do that. <laughs> he he used to send uh, girls over to the the guy that was going to block them uh, the the night before. Cheekies, what what's your take on that, man? It's uh, dirty tactics, but uh, send no matter what, no matter who gets sent, they should just close the door on them, you know. Ex- except Salcido probably won't be able to control himself, but yeah, or they, Carlos Vela, Carlos Vela, yeah. Mustardio should be blocked. Should be standing guard, you know. Carlos Vela's a family man now. He uh, he doesn't he doesn't do that. He uh, he's got a wife and kid. He's a he's a changed guy, and and it's uh, I think otherwise he wouldn't be on the team. Um, I was kind of okay. it kind of bothered me today when Carlos Vela was the captain for a little bit. Why? I'm just a, I'm a Carlos Vela hater. Come well, on, man. are you serious? Why on yeah. what on earth? The World Cup, the World Cup, the constant call ups. Do you honestly and, believe and, that that was him? I mean, he he was the one saying he didn't want to come. There's a picture of him uh, when he was subbed off. He he had his phone. He was watching the NBA Finals. Man, you didn't see that. Um, I, I I do believe that. Um, I'm just joking. I just, I just, no, no, I know, but I just, I'm not. If he, if he would have never got called up again, I, I would have been okay with it. Okay. Especially now with the talent pool that we have, um, I'm like, okay, that's fine. You know, you yeah, and, and I, and I actually think it was a brilliant move on Osorio's part to give him a, the, the captain's band. It bothers me. I feel like somebody that doesn't, he, I feel like he, he doesn't care that much about soccer. He's a, that doesn't matter. He's the single most important player that Mexico has. Why not? Why he not, is clearly why not ball him Let him carry the, the armband on a, in a meaningless friendly. Let him feel special. Let him feel big and 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 important. And uh, build I mean, him I up so it. that he, he kicks ass in these next few games. He, I get it because he's there. But like, like I said, I wouldn't have even called him up if I was the coach. Um, I just feel like when it's the national team, like it's not. You don't. You don't make the decision of whether you want to go or not. Like that's. Dude, it's not the military. I disagree. Yeah, 
I, I think. I mean, I mean, this is this is my personal opinion. I feel like it is. Well, dude, it was it, obviously that that there was a reason why he was wasn't doing it. I mean, it has I mean, it was obviously a personal issue with him and somebody in the federation at some point. I mean, but the federation hasn't changed. Rigo, let me ask you this question. If, knowing what you know now, if Ojitos Mesa called up Cuauhtémoc uh, Blanco and said, hey, I need you to come play against Trinidad and Tobago, knowing that he didn't need to go because the team would already qualified into the uh, hex, and Cuauhtémoc Blanco said, nah, I, I, need to, I need to be, you know, I need to be here in Europe. I need to, you know, earn my, you know, earn my spot in. And by really want, Yeah, and I, and I really don't want to play against those Caribeños, man. They all they do is hack. <laughs> what would you do? I mean, do you remember no, that? I, I, yeah, I know. I know the injury. I know the injury. Okay. Uh, um, I'm just saying that sometimes, sometimes. You know these players that are in Europe; they don't need to come to every little. No, they don't. Not they don't need to come for every partido Morero. They don't need to. They don't need to even come for every World Cup qualifier. Uh, but I just think when you're getting when you keep getting called up, and we had four different coaches, and they all called you up, and you did not want to come. I feel like okay, then you don't deserve. You don't. You shouldn't be called up anymore. Like it gets to a point where it's like okay, enough is enough. I'll, how long are you going to beg this guy? You know the same thing happened. To, the same thing happened with Hugo Sanchez, where he didn't, where he didn't want to come. Yeah. After Mexico '86, there were two years where he didn't play with the national team. Was it was it because of the whole uh, Cachirules? The Cachirules happened after. Oh. He didn't come back to the national team until like '92. And and you know why? Why why they why he came back? Because they said, "Hugo, we need you." So. I agree with that sentiment. But I think he's so good, and you can tell from today's game the difference he makes with being on, being a half-hearted player. If he really is, and he doesn't really care about the sport, he's still like the best player. No, he's he's super talented. He, I, I think he's super talented. I I, I just feel I like say, well, I say cater it, to him, <laughs> just like they did, uh, like Google did to Nettie when Nettie was like sort of. Yeah, cheap. there there are players you just need to treat. I mean, what I mean, I'm not saying you have to like, but 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 certain players have earned the right to be treated differently. You say that about any team. He's no, the, yeah. I mean, Jimmy, John, Jimmy Johnson of the Cowboys. You know, oh, he was the champion of that, yeah. Yeah. He once cut a guy for for uh, like sleeping during one of the team meetings, but he said, I'm not going to cut there, Michael Irvin for doing that. Who, who, who Bella, was the one? But who was wasn't Della the, the one guy that singled out the most, though, during that whole uh, Monterrey yes, scandal? Yes, the, 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 they publicly exposed him. More so than anybody else. Yes. And they also suspended him, unlike they did uh, most of the other players. Right, but but so, I mean, I can understand some of the butt hurt. Like if you're getting singled out for parting it up when you know that the rest of the guys were doing the exact same thing as you, but they somehow make you the the scapegoat. I mean, he's human, I, and and no, and I, and, and I get that. Like, <coughs> I get why I get, I get why he's upset. Why he was upset. Thing is, like the Federation people haven't changed; they're still there. So well, it's maybe just like, coaches, I don't like that's what I'm saying. Like I don't know exactly what happened. What what? Uh, but that's not true. Maybe, though. There's, maybe there's, time. It's a completely the different. Wounds. There's a different coach. There's a different uh, director, or whatever the hell it is. And I mean, there's the, the, the people are totally different. It has changed. Well, like the 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 the, the, the guy who's the head of the federation is 
change, but they, they all look, they, look, they, 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 they obviously out. had an agreement they, because the very first friendly that Mexico played after the World Cup was in Holland, and Ben I was on the team. So they obviously had an agreement between him and the federation that said, you know what, let's just not do this for this side, and I'll come back after after Brazil. Because there was something obviously happened between him and the federation where they had that. So you know to put it all on Vela, I think is 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 not particularly. Oh no, I mean the federation fair. is, is yeah. to blame so, as well. You know, and and, and hey, again, guys, yes. Uh, I'm I'm just you know here looking through Netflix, and I see Fuerza Necaxa. Have you guys watched that? Uh, I saw that the other day, and I'm like, I'm going to check that out. I, it, it looks like it's like a hard knocks type of show. Hard knocks. Like, uh, so it's like I'm a documentary, a documentary of this. Yeah, season. where it follows so, them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you go to like you know the Netflix thing and and see the Fuerza Necaxa, there's like the image of the, like there's a the, the team uh, picture there, and there's one player that's grabbing the knee of another player, which that kind of just seems odd. <laughs> Beto, I think you need to look into this. <laughs> it reminds me of that America picture where. <laughs> <laughs> Team photo. What was he doing? He was grabbing the other guy. <laughs> he was grabbing the other guy. <laughs> but, uh, sorry to interrupt, guys. Just, just threw, this threw me off. <laughs> this, will, this will probably be really good. I feel like the Mexican League needs more of this. Yeah. More like behind the scenes. See, well, I wouldn't have known about don't this. Don't even get me started I, 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 I watched... on how badly they market themselves. Because uh, I, I wouldn't have known about this because I watched a couple, you know, a couple of days ago the whole Boca Juniors 3D the, the movie. So I was like, oh, okay, let me see this. Oh, that guy's really reaching across for no reason. You, you see that? Yeah, he's like, he's like reaching all the way across. <laughs> Dude, what the hell? Beto, <laughs> yeah. you need to look at this. Look at it. <laughs> Bottom row, fourth guy from the from the right. Is this going to be the podcast pick that you guys are going to make? <laughs> you still want to show me your cucumber? That basically. Well, we we can't go once again. Can't get through a podcast without a elaborate dick joke. So, <laughs> but thank uh, you, yeah, thank a, you for that, this, Ronnie. This looks pretty. My awesome. pleasure. My pleasure. I'm going to check that out this weekend. All right, gentlemen, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here. Oh, by the way, who's uh, forecast for the Champions? Oh yeah, I forgot watch the Champions League. Yeah, who's gonna watch it Saturday? I'm I'm gonna watch. Uh, I, I think... don't know if I'll be able to or not. But I'm I, think, for, I, I, I'm, I think you guys are gonna win. I'm rooting for Juventus, but I think Real Madrid will win. Me too. How else are you? Are you going for the the Romano? I mean, the Italian team? <laughs> yes, yes, I, I think. Uh... Juve's gonna take La, La Juve. They have to do it yeah, for the last been... year of their of the, of their escudo before they go to the. They've been preparing for this for for years. They've been wanting this since uh, since Capello was at the helm. I never knew uh, Buffon has never won this. So isn't that crazy? He's won everything. You kind of have to root for yeah. him. I mean, I hope I hope he gets it. I became a huge uh, Buffon fan in the last Euro because he was he was so uh, just uh, lights out. All yeah, time. well, aside from that, but but just the way he was carrying his team and just uh, it, it was it was so contagious. It just, it just it was like wow, man, this guy really just it's just you know he's just the goalie and he's just you know 
you know, giving it everything he can, you know, in every way possible. It was just great to watch. He was like a ten, like a ten-year-old kid. You know, they were playing their their Sunday game. He was just, he was just so intense. It was great. You know, you wouldn't expect that from a guy his age. So it was, uh, yeah. So I, I, I'm a big uh, Buffon fan because of that. So who's going? Who's go ahead? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to ask who's going to the to the Mexico game in uh, Mexico City. We could meet up or something. Bethel's probably going to most likely be there. Yeah, I'll most likely be there. I'll be I'll oh, be in okay. Mexico City for sure. But if uh, Bethel, are you going to go regardless, or are you just going to go if you can get in? Uh, and, and and I'll be honest with you, I think I think your chances are slim. Really? Yeah, I think that. Only because I just don't know if the press box is big enough. I think you would have a better chance going to the, the Honduras game. I should, I I should have applied box. for you, Beto. I thought I was – well, I sent an email, so I haven't heard back. I can send another one. But, yeah, yeah if I don't get approved, uh, I may or may not go. Yeah. I've never, I've never had problems. You know, when I applied, I've never had problems. So. Yeah, but, but again, it just it depends on the actual game. Because, I remember, the press box just isn't that big. So, you know, if, if it seats – 80 and, and they get 800 applications, you know, people are going to get turned away. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I was, I was talking with Weez, bro. He said that uh, they're really bad and they respond late. <laughs> so. what, a, what a shock. Well, I mean, at, le- at least you, you're already planning on being down there, so it's not like your whole trip is contingent uh, on whether or not you get this, get this thing or not. Yep. Yeah. So, anyway. Well, uh, Chickies, thanks again for, for hooking up the... Uh, the information here to get us all wired up and broadcasting live here on the, on the big interwebs. So we appreciate it. Yeah. Word up. Yeah. And uh, good luck and have a great, uh, have a great weekend. Ron, thanks for joining us. Ron, no, no, we, we didn't get to ask you, it was the overpass. Did it pass the test? Or are you guys going to have to like drive around the world to get it where you need to go? No, everything's good. Everything's good. Yeah. Did you get the measuring tape out? Uh, no, nah, I balled it. Have you ever seen those? Uh, Ojo de águila, papá. Ojo de águila, papá. Yeah. Have you ever seen those uh, <laughs> uh, videos of the of the of the can opener bridges where trucks drive through and they just hit the very top and it just peels them like a? Like yeah, I see those. That's like yeah, I see those. Ooh, what a nightmare! Well, good to have you on. I'm, I'm sorry that uh, that that uh, I know that you might say that you were rooting for Chivas, but I know deep down in your heart you just hate the fact that they that they tied America once again with the most titles of twelve. That doesn't, I know John, it doesn't, John, it doesn't bother Here's me. You know, crap. You're going to get no, off. No, no, you know why it doesn't bother me? <clears throat> you know why it doesn't bother me? John, John. What? John, John, this is why it doesn't bother me. Okay, who has more league titles, Boca or River? I don't know. Is it, is it River? River has more league titles, but who has more international titles? Boca. Exactly. So who's, like, you know, if you were to ask, Anybody like let it's like you know, and they say, "Hey, name me a team from from Argentina." Really? Oh, oh, oh so you're talking about like like the intercontinental cups or the or the Concacaf cups? Because like you can't I, really just be say, proud. I'm just saying it's like Motagua. you can't really you really can't compare because Chivas, Chivas, when it comes to international, eh. John, he's only but, saying. But that. what? But what international has America won? They won. They, they won intercontinental cups, which. Haven't been played in. But they won them when they, but they won them when they were, the, the, they were, they, they won and, those and, tournaments. And who scored the goal to beat uh, Boca Juniors? Uh, Carlos Reynoso. Which, 
Right. Didn't they have to replay that game instead That's, of that, a that was the format? That was the format. That's right. The format was that <laughs> the game of America didn't like the result; they get to play another game. <laughs> that was that was the format. <laughs> Uh, don't act like the, like the format's never changed. The wait, format for Liga MX has changed many times. Was, In fact, they used to do three plays too. Yeah, but it, it was supposed to be new, neutral venue, not. No, that was uh, America. <laughs> this is just wrong because um, America spent, you know, all those years trying to catch up, and then they don't get to enjoy being in the lead. So they were only in the lead for, for two years. Okay, yeah, okay. Only two years. I, I, I'll, I'll give you that. Okay, let's say that. Okay, <laughs> cancel out the two Intercontinental wait, Cups. Wait. Cancel out the Giants Cup. Wait. Okay. <laughs> cancel wait. that fucker out. No. How many? How many Coca Cups do you have? Just, just one. But, but Ron, look. <laughs> but listen, That's why we're measuring Coca Cup. No, I'm just saying overall. Overall. I'll say they count, but look, I'll tell you how bad America wanted to be on the league. They petitioned the league to make the amateur titles count. No, they didn't petition. They were, <laughs> they, they were part of FIFA to they, begin they, with. They demanded, I believe, I think, Hoy. They, they were, hey, they were part of FIFA. <laughs> FIFA were, so you know this reminds, I, you know, this reminds me of when Alabama says they have like sixty national championships. And you look at their list. You know one of them is from like the Good Housekeeping top ten. You know <laughs> March's top ten of nineteen forty two. I mean just okay, some ridiculous right. ones. Okay, the the argument for this is that, and the thing about it is FIFA, who, like you know the Feder- Mexican Federation was founded in nineteen twenty seven, right? FIFA Loud was in what? FIFA was in I think nineteen oh one, nineteen oh four, around there, nineteen oh six. All right. So the thing is, when the the, the the La Fuerza Mayor, the league, you know, the the team that was in Mexico City, which actually did include teams from, you know, just so, outside. So you want you want you want them to to include the pub games as part of the the, the time. <laughs> no, no, no. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is, okay, from the Liga Occidental, where Chivas used to play with Atlas and stuff like that. If you go back from the 1940s, when the, the you know, really, how many teams from Guadalajara? actually really made an impact in, in Liga Mexico as, as to where they were champions and stuff like that. Oro, Oro was a champion one time. Atlas has been champion one time. In fact, what Atlas was since 1951. Really, the only team that was worth anything is Chivas. Whereas, where, well, you did you have Leon. Technically, not. No, but, but, but here's, the, here's the thing. From the, from, the, from the West League, Occidental, which Chivas and, and, is part and how of. Do, and how does this relate to America? Because I know we're getting Well, there. I'm, I'm going back, I'm going back to that. Okay. I'm going back to that. Now, when you consider the teams how, how that played in Mexico in City, you had America, you had Atlante, you had Necaxa. Okay, you had those three, not to mention you had España, who were the cream of the cream, and you also had Club Asturias. And Marte. <laughs> Well, yeah, no, but I'm saying it's like you you had those five. And Toluca, that, no, Toluca came about after the fact. I wonder where this is going. <laughs> I'm, I'm, saying, I'm saying this that the, 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 they were national, those were considered national champions in the eyes of FIFA. Oh, okay. Okay, those were they, they were those were national championships in the well, eyes I mean, of FIFA. I mean, I agree. I thought, I thought we I thought we were talking about was was being like a big club. I thought that's what where this was going. Like, who is the bigger club? 
I'll, no, I'll Ronnie, Ronnie's just trying to figure out a way to how, how he can shit on Chivas. No, just one no, last time. I, I, it doesn't bother me because America still they have more playoff participations, they have more points, they have been, they've won more titles. So it's like you, you can't really compare. But I think I think in the Mexican league, the title that only counts is the league. Because when you play the CONCACAF, you're playing against MLS in South Central America. So, like, it's inferior competition. Uh, Copa MX, you're playing <clears> second <throat> division teams. Uh, the only other title that would really matter for a Mexican team is Libertadores, which no, no Mexican team has won. And so... And hopefully, you, and hopefully it, they'll it, be playing it again. I mean, I think Libertadores needs us. Uh, well, what needs to happen is they need to have, uh, like, a super league of all the... And just have it for the top two of North and South America, and just play it, and just play it. Throughout hey, speaking the whole of speaking of Libertadores, America and Chivas have played in Libertadores against each other, by the way. I'm just saying, who came out on top? I'm just saying. Hey, gentlemen, I have to get going. <laughs> yeah, we have to. Joel, thank you so yeah. much for joining, and again, thank you for uh, for for being such a gracious host. Like I said, you're more than welcome. To come out to the lake. Oh, anytime, John. Whenever you can. Thank you. You're always welcome here. Just you know, we'll send you the bill after. <laughs> no, no. Oh, thank you, Juan, for joining us. Pleasure. And as thank always. you, Rigo, for for, for 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 coming on here on the. No, the thank you for having podcast. me on. And thanks for sharing your experiences uh, down in Guadalajara. It sounds like a. Great time memories you'll treasure. You'll have. Uh, I'm sure you're still going through it, and you probably will for the next few weeks. It's uh, it's, it's always fun when your team wins. So enjoy the uh, enjoy and ride that high as long as you can. I'm gonna try to. Thank you guys for having me on. Sure. Good yep. time. Daniel Preciado, thank you for joining us. I don't know if you're still uh, on us tonight. I know you're even right now. Uh, I'm still here, brother. Well, thank thanks for hopping on and uh, just a uh, real quick. Um, FY on the U20s, uh, my boy Ronaldo got the game-winning goal. Uh, to the next you round. know, really quickly before before we go, uh, why do I feel like the U20s are like for like the the kids? It, it, it's like a last chance for them, whereas opposed to like the U17s are like the were like you know maybe this you know. I mean, I'm I'm starting to feel like it's like uh, like the U17s or like the AAA. I'm sorry, the double-A teams in baseball where, like, the real talent is and they make the jump. The triple-A's are the guys that, are, that, that aren't necessarily good enough to be or aren't quite there to be professionals. Because at 20, at 20, they're supposed to be at least, if not starting, they're supposed to be on the first team. You know? Right. And uh, I have a feeling that the U.S. and Mexico are going to face each other. It'll be in the semifinals if they do. I mean, oh. the last time they played, uh, the U.S. beat Mexico in the in, in the. Yeah, uh, and and it, that, that hurt, man. That hurt so much. And in fact, it was uh, one of the reasons why they changed the format for qualifying was so that if in the next round or if because you know they want to keep the U.S. and Mexico separate until until the final. That's how every Concacaf draw is 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 built right now. It is for the U.S. and Mexico to play the final as long as they win all their games. Yeah. And if they don't win their games, then they have, then they have possibilities of, of facing each other before the final. And then Concacaf actually changed the rules of their qualifying, where after the first round you go into a group of three. So in other words, if you lose one game, if you win the next one, you can still qualify for the World Cup, which is because like the top two out of three or whatever it was made it 
out of the group of three. So they, they made it to where even if they lose, we can still send our best teams, which uh, frankly, you know, doesn't necessarily bother me so much, but uh, <laughs> they, they, they definitely uh, made, made, made it easier for the, to guarantee that the U S and Mexico qualify. And, and this is for what the qualifying campaign? What do you mean? The, this was for, for, for to qualify for this U twenty World Cup. They 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 changed the format for the U seventeen and the U twenty. Oh, they have like, like a group of a group stage of fourteen, and then the top two, or whatever. And then they go to a groups of three, so that it, again, if they lose, and they can still beat the next team, and then the top two move on, and 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 into the world because four. Yeah, before before, before it was just like whoever reached the semis, right? Right. Them. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So if you didn't win the group, then yeah, you were toast. And uh, so, this, so this is a way of, of of preventing that. Okay. Yeah, and they did it for the U17s too. And apparently, Lainess is going to get if he had done already, he's going to get called up for the U17. So, I mean, I personally think he probably is a little beyond that, but we'll yeah, I think you're does. right. We'll see how he does. I th- I think more more harm can do, you know, come from that. But anyhow, it's already late, guys. All guys, right, Ronnie. Been- thanks, thanks for joining us. Dan, yep. thanks for joining us. Really appreciate uh, everybody here on the Cantina Mickey's podcast and, of course, Chinkies for setting everything up. Uh, you can listen to this and previous editions of our podcast uh, uh, on iTunes and, of course, also on Google Play and catch us every uh, week, usually around 9.30 p.m. or our post-game if there's a game on Thursday night that uh, is of interest to us. So my name is John Jagu. We appreciate you all tuning in. We'll talk to you all next week.